I'm a Newfoundlander, born and bred, and I'll be one till I die. I'm proud to be an islander, and here's the reasons why. I'm free as the wind, and the waves will wash the sands. There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> I love it! Yeah. That was wicked! <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a while since we had an islander on the show. Oh, I know, eh? I'm trying to think well, of what he's, he's got a couple cultures in him. He's part yeah. Croatian, part Portuguese. <laughs> you finally got a Croatian this on the guy show? Is... Oh, not really, not really. Just <laughs> oh. what, my best, one of my best friends is Croatian, and I, I'm, I'm right in tight with his family. And, you know, oh, okay. I know the swear words, and, uh, you know... <laughs> And plus, he works for me, too. So, you know, so. Chris, thanks so much for coming on to the show, man. And I know that Carlito, you guys have worked together how many times now? Oh, a few. Yeah. yeah. We just, we've been just, he was just pricing a job that I was mudding at, like, yeah. two weeks ago. Yes. So yeah, this should be an interesting show. We're going to talk a lot about trim. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Love tr- oh, How long have you been doing trim? 12 years now. 12, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the, you're the Wayne Scott king. You know, that's how I uh, that's how I start. Like, so I used to run a small crew for my old boss, the guy that taught me, you know, taught me everything. And I used to go back. He used to go and bang out all the doors and the windows and stuff. And I used to go back and and do all the wainscoting, the big archways, and that's what I got a love for for doing trim, right? Hanging doors is. You know, it's hanging doors. You got to be good at it, right? There's still skill attached to hanging doors. Oh, for sure. No, definitely. You yeah. can. You know, you got to be good. Those things got to. I've nice seen. Tr- I've seen certain guys create door crashes, man. Like oh, yeah. oh. door crashes. Well, <laughs> uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, hang on a sec. So, Chris Michelin. Yeah, yeah. just like the tire. Exactly. Excellent eh? tires. Do you know the what way. the story is behind that? Be- behind what? Michelin. The- no. Well, you guys know about restaurants and the Michelin rating, four star Michelin rating. I know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Michelin Tires is actually connected to that. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. So Michelin, way back when, probably, I don't know, 100 years ago, needed to create some noise about their tires. So they started talking about how if you started doing road trips and go to your restaurants. So they started picking favorite restaurants to go to. Mm -hmm. And then from those travels, those little road trips, wink, wink, those little road trips there created the Michelin rating for restaurants all over the world. Nudge, nudge. (laughs) So Chris Michelin is here. Trim Carpenter. Company is Treasure Trim Inc. Email is treasuretrim at gmail.com. And it's on Instagram, treasured underscore trim. You want me to give up your phone number? You always looking for work? Uh, you know what? I mean, we got work, but uh, if anyone wants to get it in... Just DM you. Yeah, just DM me. That's all. Yeah. Perfect. Dude, so we've got... Before we get on with the show, because I'm excited about this show, we've got this whole building book... Book building, building book this segment. Is book, this is the book you've been talking about. Well, no, I read this book. Uh, I would have read this book towards the end of last year. So this book's called Start Late, Finish Rich by uh, David Bach, the Canadian edition. So this is for guys like Carlito and I that are older and didn't plan properly. What'd you say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's actually a really good book that it, it'll, it'll wake you up onto a lump, bunch of little things that you can do. And before you know it, you'll end up wealthy. You'll end up secure. Because mm-hmm. the thing is that all of us have a potential of living to our 80s, but we're supposed to retire in our 60s, and then we have to securely be financial for the next 20, 25 years. A lot of people are not thinking about that. Obviously, the politicians are not thinking about that, so we have to think about it for ourselves. And for us, being company owners, yeah. pension and retirement oh, yeah. is the most important part. Well, you yeah. got to do it all on your own now, right? Yeah. you know, It's crazy. It's a great book. So if you read it, it's actually a quick read. He's got like amazing tips in it. Mm-hmm. Really. And I like that it's a Canadian version. So it's actually applicable to uh, mutual funds and tax and all kinds of stuff like that. 
okay. Yeah, so it's a good but so that's that segment there, but on with the show there. Chris, Chris, Chris. <laughs> this guy is the best at Wayne Scott that I know of. Ever? The king? I'm telling you, the best. I have to I have to put it out. I just I, have to. I'm really proud that. of you, man. I appreciate that, Carl. And I'm happy you came down because you don't come down for no one. <laughs> oh no no! I, yeah, for you guys, no problem, no problem. I I'm, I'm, I was actually looking forward to it. Well, like you said, I saw you a couple weeks ago there, and you uh, you know he says I think it's maybe the second or third time you asked me, are you gonna come on the podcast? And the first couple times I said, you know, yeah yeah I'll come I'll come, and I you know, and then this time you you said it to me, and, I, and I'm like, you know what? That'd be that'd be pretty freaking cool, you know. I've been looking forward to it ever since, right? I wasn't gonna call you and say, "Hey, hey, are we are we doing it or what?" Right? <laughs> and then so he calls me on Monday. Monday, I was working. I was actually working late on Monday, right? He calls me, and I, you know, I'm getting tired after Super Bowl, whatnot, having a few people over, and you know, it was a it was a long day, work, right? And a long night. <laughs> At least he made it to work. Oh yeah. Oh, I definitely. I don't. I don't call in sick. You I don't. Uh, oh yeah. I got that work ethic. I'm. I'm up 6:30 in the morning, out the house by 7, 7:15 the latest. Did you see the memes about the whole new Rams logo? No. You didn't see it? No. Flip it upside down, everybody. Yeah. Flip up the logo upside down. Just flip it upside down and tell me what you see in the inside the logo. No. It's a penis. Ah! <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Look it up. Everybody look it up, man. <laughs> penis and balls, man. Really? Oh yeah. No it's along the neck of the of the rim. Oh, the yeah? way they designed it, the snout and everything, the the, the nostrils. Yeah. yeah. Flip it upside that. down. It looks like a penis and testicles, man. So wow. what they do? They just flip Carlito upside down <laughs> and uh, take a picture or something? <laughs> Well, I guess it was fitting with 50 Cent upside down and bringing us back to the I 90s, right? I didn't watch. You I don't didn't watch, watch it? I don't watch, te- I don't watch it's television. It's on YouTube, dude. I don't watch television. You're on YouTube, aren't you? I don't watch television. <laughs> I, on I'm not YouTube. on YouTube. I'm not a YouTube guy. I don't have any time. Oh, my God. I have barely any time for you. <laughs> so we interrupted you. Sorry, Chris. Oh, no problem. No, problem. Yeah, it is what no, it is. So how'd you get into it? How'd you get started in trim? Oh, this is a this is a long, a good long, not long, but, you know, good stories. We love long, good stories. All right. Well, <laughs> see, Newfoundlanders, we, we, all we do is tell stories. That's all oh, we love. It. Nice. I can sit around telling stories forever and, you know, so... My 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 whole family does iron work, right? And I I didn't want to get into it. I didn't you know I didn't want to do it. And I fell in love with doing doing carpentry in high school, doing high school wood shop, building Muskoka chairs and stuff like that. And I says, you know what? This I go, this is cool. I I like it. Earlier earlier in high school, I thought I was going to university. Thought I was going to go to you know get a desk job. You know do whatever whatever. And then uh, I started doing wood shop and just fell in love with it, right? And I, you know, I had no way to get into it. I, I didn't know anybody in, in like the residential housing, like uh, trades. You know, I thought I go, well, how am I going to do this? If I don't know anybody, how am I going to do it? You know what? If I got to get in, I got to get some experience. So what I did is I did co-op and I started as a co-op and I wanted to, I wanted to do carpentry. So I told the teacher, I says, you know, I want to do carpentry. And this is me, what, 15 years old at this time. And, and he goes, okay, sure. And I didn't know there was a difference between rough carpentry and finished carpentry. So I had no idea. So I told the construction teacher, I go, you know, I want to I wanna do it. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I got, uh, he goes, I got a buddy of mine. You know, he, he, he runs a small carpentry business, right? So I show up the first day. Like, they sent me to go see this guy. And I show up, and it's framing. 
And I'm like, well, this, you know, this ain't building Muskoka chairs, right? <laughs> but, you know, so I went there and I stuck it out. I, whatever, I got paid for co-op, a bit of money. And then I worked hard and that's, you know, that's how I got into it. I worked hard and they hired me on for the summer. I stayed there for the summer and I went back to, I went back to school, grade 12. The guy asked me, he says, hey, do you want to stay here? And I says, you know what? I says, Dom, I go, I'd love, you know, I'd love to, but this isn't exactly what I want to do. I go, I want to do finished carpentry. So I went back to school one more year and I did co-op again. I just so happened to get hooked up with my boss doing custom homes and I worked hard for him again. He paid me a little bit of, a little bit of money for co-op. He hired me on and worked seven, seven or eight years for him. Oh, wow. Then I, you know, I went on my own. I got hooked up with a husband and wife, a small husband and wife trim supplier. And they started giving me work. And then from there, the work comes. The work just so all doesn't stop So all coming. self-taught? No, 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 no. Oh, so okay. I worked. So anyways, I worked for this guy right here. His name was Vosco. Okay. It was called V&A Carpentry. This is here in Toronto? This or? is here in Toronto, yes. Okay. Yes. I grew up in Brampton, right? right. So yeah. I just got hooked up with him, you know, just, just out, of, out of chance, right? And he taught you? And he taught me. And then, you know, I, I worked for this guy. I learned, you know, I started off as the baseboard guy, you know, hauling material around. Then I started trimming windows and then hanging doors and wainscoting. And, you know, I just, I got a good work ethic and I, you know, I worked hard and uh, he just kept me on forever. And, uh, and what a small world because before I met you, yeah. I was, he was actually my trim guy. Yeah. Six degrees. Like you just never know who you're going to meet or how life's going to go. Yeah. Right. So he taught me everything I know. Like he taught me everything I know and I do everything the way that he did. And was uh, it all MDF or was it popular? Was it both? It's all, it's the majority is popular. Okay. Right. So I, MDF, I hate. I, I, hate I can't working. stand MDF Carlito. Yeah. Hang on, I love I love MDF. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said well, Carlito. So, so the background is you you do custom homes. Yes, only that's custom. all you do. Yeah, I've never trimmed in a subdivision or. Well, you I, did for me. I, well, you, you I did some smaller custom homes for me. Yeah, but I mean, maybe I could say I maybe hung sixty to seventy pre-hung doors in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate I those I things, like man. Either. I can't stand <laughs> those pre-hung things, man. Yeah, it's it's more just you know a favor for somebody if they need some help, and you know. Every time I see pre-hung doors, I just want to go outside and look at the tires of the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this guy does crazy work. He does cabinetry. He does like. Oh, yeah. I believe it, man. Yeah. So that stuff, that stuff, um, like the cabinets. I'll do small wall units and stuff like that, right? That I was a little bit more self-taught on. I, I'd watch my boss do it, maybe do 10, 10 small units right like that, help him rip some sheets. And you got to be able to see somebody do it once or twice because they're not going to, they don't want to stand around and say, okay, do this like this. A, do B, this C. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to see them do it. And that's, that's for me, that's when I learned the most. When I, was, when I was fresh to it, because you're there, you're the guy, you're the guy to, oh, hold this, grab this sheet. So you got to see this stuff when they're doing these things, and you got to remember this until you're at that stage to be able to do it yourself. What were some of the little things that he taught you that kind of just, uh, to you, it made sense? Okay, so I don't really, the best thing he t ever taught me my whole time with him was not how to cut and how to put a 45 together, how to, you know, how to hang a door. The best thing he ever taught me 
one day. This is right when I started hanging doors, right? Oh, Maybe. Man. You're really good at building up the story, man. Like building up the tension. You're like, get yeah. me. I'm like, I want to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so like I was saying, that's what Newfoundlanders do, right? That's what we do. We drag, we drag like a two-minute story out, and it could probably go about an hour or two, right? Oh, I want to know. I so, want to know. Okay, so he, you know, he taught me a lot of stuff, right? The best thing he ever did was when I first started hanging doors, and I'm, I'm trying to get this thing to go, and, uh, and I, I just can't get this reveal to line up properly, and, you know. So I says, I go, Vosk, I go, Vosk, I can't, I can't figure this out. Can you kind of, you know, and he goes getting sick and tired of coming to look at the door every time and say, oh, just, you know, just put a shim here, do this, do this, whatever. So he says to me, he goes, he goes, Chris, he goes, one day you're going to be the boss. And he goes, if you can't figure it out, you don't get paid. Mm. And that was wow. That's smart. Yeah, and so that'll bring me into my next into my next little story. So that stuck with me for a long time. And when I went on my own, that's it was always there. Exactly. That's something that stuck with me. I have a good memory like yeah, that. Yeah. And that's goes back to the thing I saw him do these things as as you know as an apprentice, and it stuck with me, and I remembered it, and that helps me out now. We're coming up on about two years now. At the end of this month, it's going to be two years on the leap day. My boss passed away two years ago in a snowmobile accident. Oh. And, uh, you know, he, even, even when I went on my own, he was a little bit sour at first. You know, he's losing a guy to run a crew. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, he was an awesome guy. If I would run into something and I really couldn't figure it out, I would call him. And he would still, you know, still. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. He was an awesome guy like that. No matter what, Vosk, how do I do this? Oh, you know, Chris, you do this, 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 and then you'll get to this point, and then, you know, now, you know, now he's gone, gone. and I got, nobody, I got nobody to call. So sometimes when I'm, you know, when I'm stuck on something now, I'll still say to myself, I'll go, Vosk, how do I do this? <laughs> and, you know, and then I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be staring at it, scratching my head, and then I'll be like, ah, oh, that's it, that's it, right? You know, so how old? How old was? So he was thirty-eight years old. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. He was Portuguese too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, so everything that he does, I do. Hmm. Right. He he took over his company from his old boss who passed away from can of cancer. Wow. And so, you know. He was definitely an interesting character. I remember trying to hire him because a couple of my friends were using him. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends was using him all the time. Yeah. And he just didn't want to take anyone on, didn't want to talk. It took me like a year and a half to win this guy over to have him come to my first job. Yeah. It was just so interesting to, he just wasn't into people, but once he was into you, oh, yeah. He would do anything for you. Oh, yeah. 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 He was, uh, once he came, you know, he, he would come onto a job and he would light that job site up, right? You know, I got the same kind of, the same mentality. I come into a job site and I don't just walk in the door like, okay, I got to put these doors up, you know? Mm. I walk in and I, I walk in and I see you, Manny. Oh, Manny, you know, maybe I'll say something stupid to you. <laughs> I don't care if you're the builder, yeah. the homeowner who has billion, millions and billions of dollars in his account. Or you're the guy that sweeps the floor. I treat I treat all you the same. That's the way he was. We try like I help people out whatever I can. I don't mind showing people if they run into a problem. You know, that's uh, 
You're young, though. How old are you, man? I'm going to be 30 in, in March. Yeah, you're still young, dude. Yeah. yeah. New generation. So who are you <laughs> teaching? Uh, well, I got three guys that work for me. Okay. One of the guys used to work for my boss, and when he passed, I, I took him on with me. And then I've got my my Croatian buddy that I, I like I, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big tall guy too. So of course, maybe must be handsome also. <laughs> good guy. To, hey, tall guys are good for doing trim. You don't need a ladder to hang. You know, no to hang doors. <laughs> exactly right. Right. So, I mean, he. Do, I know he doesn't like the like the table. He's got to bend over to cut on the table. It might be, maybe that's hard. They should raise it a little bit. Maybe they should have sawhorses designed for lanky guys. Hey, that's man. a good idea. Just, you can I take mean, that, Dewalt. <laughs> well, let's have a little bit of fun. We got to ask this question here, yeah. Chris. So, the tools. What do you want to know? What are we I, at? What color? What do you bleed? Uh, I'm blue. Blue you're or Bosch? teal? Teal. Teal. Okay. Teal, right, blue, I was about to whatever. say. I was about to I know, say. I know you're Bosch. <laughs> I know you're Bosch. And, uh, no, no, no. Makita's, like, Makita's miter is, yeah. is amazing. Oh, no, no. I don't use a miter, Makita. I, everything battery, I, I do Makita. Okay. And miter saw, I, got, I think I got five Hitachi miter saws. Wow. You're old school, man. Yeah, well, it goes back to the Portuguese. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. my boss, I do everything the same he did. He did everything the same his boss did. So, so maybe I am old school. But Just don't admit that again. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know how the Portuguese are. But yeah. so table saw or track saw? What are we talking? Uh, I'm using a Makita track saw. Okay. Um, I actually just bought that. I just bought a track saw maybe six months ago. Oh my god! Cordless or corded? Cordless. Cordless. Now you don't need a table saw anymore. Uh, you still need. You still need, you still it, need dude, that for ripping certain yeah, material. Oh, yeah. 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 You need a table so saw. So what's the table saw? The wall. Why is it everybody always? It's almost like it's. You know what it is. It's like the 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 last it's, guy it's picked on the team. It's the last guy picked up on the team, man. What the Dewalt one? Yeah. You think so? I think so. No, for for me, I love their. I love the how it locks into place and it doesn't yeah. move. I don't like that flipping secondary, uh, swivel bench thing. Whatever. For the like, if you're cutting big stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. Really? Thing. I don't like it. So what does the Bosch one have? It's just a, it's a thick. It just stays there? That's it, yeah. Yeah? Or or is it where the table slides out? Like the one part of the, the table, table slides sli- out? Yeah, yeah table yeah. comes oh, out okay, of it. Okay. That's why, right? Yeah. And what is a rip to? 25. Okay, see, that's why I like the DeWalt. The Dwight. DeWalt does 32. Really? 30, really? Yeah, like 32 and... Is this a new model? 5 eighths. I, I don't know. It's the... Uh, They're I, traditional I, one. Yeah, yeah. But DeWalt's stand sucks, man. Like, yeah, it's... It's bad. brutal. What? The stand... I actually like it the best. I know you don't want to hear this, but I hear everything. I, I first love of a lot all. of Dewalt stuff too. I yeah. still got a lot of Dewalt stuff. Yeah, and we're just we're just joking around. And first of all, a disclaimer: it doesn't matter what the brand is as long as the work and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just having fun. Yeah, we're yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Whatever fun. works for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Was that <a> disclaimer? <laughs> <laughs> we have disclaimers on the show now. <laughs> No, it's good that you got an arsenal, and I know a lot of trim guys are are, are their whole pack of battery stuff is turning teal. Yeah, like it. it well, is. you have to with the battery stuff. I mean, I know some guys do it. They get a couple of different things, right? I mean, I got the Dewalt, like the little cordless nailer, just for if I gotta go nail a couple of pieces instead of hauling out the compressor and all that, right? How much is that Attachy miter? <sighs> 
can close you close to six hundred bucks plus tax? So it's not too bad. It's, yeah, it's. I think it's. I think they're five eighty or something. Yeah, I know. I, they're they're good miters. They're yeah. like really good miters. The only thing I, other than this, it's always fine. The worst part about it is the there's this little metal piece. It always bends on us, right? I don't know if it's like me or my guys being too rough on it. So it's it's a little metal piece and it has a bearing on it, and it's what. It's what uh, lower. It, it's what ride the the guard rides on this bearing, right? And it always so ha- it always happens to bend on us. Every like out of the five saws, every three four months, one of them gets bent, and I got to send it in. To your service. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but th- something that Manny needs to know is you don't just do like two thousand square foot homes. You're no. you're in the tough ten fifteen thousand plus, right? Oh, yeah. So you're there for like what two four months. Yeah, uh, I mean, it depends on the, you know, like what kind of what kind of stuff we're doing. If if we're doing a modern home, it's a little bit a little bit more straightforward. Mostly just trimming doors, the right? The classic step bevel, uh, or the reveal I know bevel. You, I know you don't like. I've heard <laughs> it's funny. You're pushing the reveal a lot lately too. Uh, no, no. You know what? I <sighs> ask all the Portuguese women how much they like those reveal ones. Oh, the dust and dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, because it's huge, right? Yeah. On the top, yeah. Yeah. I, and I know you don't like step bevel. <laughs> I just, put, I just put step bevel in my house. Okay, wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Listen, it's it your house, like, man. It sounds like you follow him. Oh <laughs> because... yes, yeah. Well, Manny's the first person I followed when I uh, when I started my own business. Oh right? really? Yeah. 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 Sorry so... to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Carlito's still waiting to put a post up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like when I first started, you know, I, I thought that, you know, it's going to be so tough to find work. And, you know, I got to, you know, I, I was like, I got to go find work somewhere. You know, I had three houses when I first started and I figured, OK, that gives me three to four months worth of work. I go, I got three or four months to be able to find more work. And I went on to Instagram and I followed you and some other builders before I knew it. The work just kept piling up and yeah, piling yeah, up yeah. and piling up. And the hardest part was finding guys. The, Still a problem? Same problem yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, maybe found two guys that I didn't know prior to hiring them. In my, f- I've been in business five years now. On your own? On my own. On yeah. my own. Yeah. And uh, the rest are actually buddies of mine that just were looking for a job. And I said, why don't you come, why don't you come try it out? No formal training? Nope. One of the guys... That's my, impressive. Yeah, yeah. One of my guys, um, he worked for my boss for a bit. And then when I went on my own, he he came with me. Now he's he's doing all, he's doing good for himself. He's you know he's hanging doors. I'm teaching him how to I'm teaching him slowly how to run jobs and stuff, and possibly opening up a second crew. Wow. I mean, it's not there. I'm not. He's not there yet. But he's you know he can do quite a bit of stuff now. And once he can run you know once he can run something on his own, you know I'm looking into buying another van for him. You know, then hire more guys to work underneath him, and well, that brings steps, us man. to the next question: what's, what's the vehicle of choice, and what's going to be your next vehicle? What are, I, uh, s- I saw it outside. Man. No, no, that's that's my personal car. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So that's I just leased that uh, four or five months ago, and I got it just in case. You know, if the boys need the van one day, at least I have a truck instead of like some little some little car, right? Yeah, you know, it it, it kind of it's dual dual usage, right? So. You can pick up material. Yeah, well, it's, that thing's awesome for picking sheets up, right? Yeah, yeah, Fitting yeah. sheets. Is that I, an eight-foot bed? That's an eight-foot bed. No, no, six. Six-foot six. bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what sheets are you picking up for midgets? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, little people. 
I mean, sorry. <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, Carlito, hey. <laughs> he can't even look at me. <laughs> Holy fuck. Seven dwarfs just walked right uh, now. <laughs> hey, just because you're over six foot doesn't mean you gotta you gotta put down on the rest of us. Sorry, eh? sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I do like midgets though. Oh yeah. my god! Again with the mid. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was a fantasy. <laughs> Send your letters to Carlito. He'll never read so, them. So, so what van are you getting? Uh, well, now right now I just use a GMC Savannah. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> that that wasn't set up at all. <laughs> no, I have an express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's you know what, it's good for my tools. Put a you know, put some shelves in it. I put a back seat in the back so I can bring all the boys around. Yeah, it, for, it works. You know, it works. It it's works. Great. Totally works. But yeah, so I'll give that to my guy Mike, who you know, in a in a year or so, and uh, I'm gonna probably buy a Sprinter or you know, some like the Ford or something like that. With good the, luck. Put the order in now. You might get it for 2024. Really, eh? That's bad. Wait what, a second. Uh, Manny, aren't you selling your van? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take that van off you. Would you? Uh, it's stupid what they're selling for. Really, eh? I'm seriously thinking about, yeah, selling it. Well, because you want to get a bigger one, too. Yeah, so it's just, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's what I that's what I want to get is the bigger one. Like yeah, the, it's got that, the roof. You, I want, you walk dually? right in. No, it's not no, a dually. You don't need it. For for trim carpentry? No, like or? I'm not. We're not towing anything or. Yeah, twenty five hundred is more than enough, dude. Yeah? yeah, I put a full skid of material in there, man. I guess it's not like the Chevy Express. I have to go thirty five. The Safari. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what you're getting a Sprinter next. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know it's good because then it's that, a work vehicle exa- choice. Exactly. I mean, vans make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean it's. I put shelves in it for the tools, and you know now, like bringing bringing trim isn't isn't uh, isn't it's not too hard, but putting sheets in that thing is a pain in the ass. The express? No, no, in my in the Savannah. Oh, in the Savannah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you'll hit your head all the time. Well, I'm I'm curious. I never noticed, but do you have scaffolding? No, because your ceilings are like 16, 20 feet. Some of them. Yeah, so I just I just rent, or the, usually the builder has one, and uh, you know, or if if it's for like a homeowner or something, usually one of my builders I, will lend me their scaffold. And okay, before we get into all that stuff, a bone to pick. <laughs> Chris, do you have a bone to pick? A construction <laughs> bone to pick. Uh, kind of reminds me of sit ubo sit. Like a bone, like a <laughs> for all you people that are above forty, over forty. Oh yeah, that's I'm I'm a little ways away from that one. <laughs> What's the big one, man? Something's got to be bugging you. Oh, show my biggest my biggest pet peeve is showing up to finish a job. We go to back, do back trim at a house, and oh, there's three or four handles missing, or this is missing, or you know, yeah, and then you're it's right. Okay, if we're in the area or something and it's literally just go put in a handle, then it's not the end of the world, you know, if we're in the area. Like that's, for us, I say it all the time. We have, finished carpenters have the most tools out of any trade. If no, there's right. something missing, I went the other day to do uh, three doors, three doors for one of my builders for drywall return. So I went before the drywall guy so that he could, you know, it could all be done so he could put his J mold onto yeah. it, whatever he wanted to do. Me and Mike went there, and the amount of tools that we pull out one one had Tectus hinges, anyway. So that's you know that's a little bit of holy cow. How many tools of, did you pull out? 
Well, the back we took my pickup truck because my other, uh, the Croatian sensation. He was. He was wait, wait, that's no, my no, name. Hey, Apparently, hey. there's only one in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, you know what? I'll give I'll give him your address or something. You guys can figure it out between the two of you. I want to know how he got it because there's a reason. Uh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that story once or two, once or twice. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it's true. You got to pull out like a whack oh, of yeah. tools well, just to do one task. Well, man. my my pickup truck was full. Like the back was full of tools just to make you know a couple things. Like I brought a sawzall just in case you know just in case the opening is too yeah. small, whatever. Because yeah. I don't want to have to come back just to friggin just to hang one door or something, right? The back of that pickup truck was full just to hang three doors, and I did a pocket door uh, a pocket door track, and the, that truck was full. See, that's where you guys lose money. It yeah. doesn't when you start factoring in all that extra time and effort just yeah. to come back and do this little piece. Why not a trailer? Yeah. No, it's, no not, it's, that. Not, it's not that. Scheduling it's of the job is yeah. what it is, man. Why was so? What's the what's the main culprit on why this wasn't ready or it's just the track wasn't? Oh there? no no no! This was all ready, but okay. I, this was just it's, this is just an example of me having to. I was doing a favor, right? They needed Got something it. done, and uh, it. it's just a way for me to say like like you need so many tools just to do a couple little things in finished carpentry, right? Like I was saying, my pet peeve is when things aren't aren't there, aren't on site, and we're there, and we're there with three, four guys to do it. All the tools are out. And if we got to come back to do one little thing, sometimes you got to pull out half the van worth yeah. of stuff, it's right? And it's Two-hour setup time. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, we're... Not even including clean up and pack up again. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And that, yeah. does, that doesn't include... Um, taking the tools from another site so you got to finish your day at, instead of finishing at five o'clock at this site you got to finish at four four fifteen four thirty yeah. whatever it is just to pack up to go to this one place to go work there for an hour two hours so carlito's been talking about how you're doing these massive jobs custom mm -hmm. are they giving you a book are they giving you a design book, a breakdown of what they're looking for for trim some of them are or is it just scratches on toilet paper and here you go the majority Really, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Get so out of here. The finished 10,000 square foot homes plus, and that's what they're doing? Well, I mean, the, well, see, the way I price a house, too, I don't price any wainscoting, archways like that. I don't price that. Just in hanging my, doors, trims, and window trims. Windows, doors, and baseboard. That's literally what my invoice says, or my, sorry, my quote says when okay. I send you a quote. It says windows, doors, baseboard. If they want sill, apron, receptacles in the baseboard that back that, bend that's all featured that's all like incorporated in my quote okay i do speak obviously i speak with them and say like look i i'm gonna give you your base your bases like your basic what you need to move into this house i go any wainscoting big Coffer. decorative yeah any of that any any decorative stuff will be priced on site like when we're working in this house this guy i this guy's in and out on quoting like i watched uh. him I watched him measuring out, and I was like, "Dude, I'm impressed. That was fast." Yeah, like what, he's got all down. the linear. What's that? All the linears. Oh, I'm just, I just go just in. door, 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 window, 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 base, base, and that's that's it. That's it. It's. I mean, I I can measure a house like a five thousand square foot house. Sometimes, like for some of my clients, I'll do their takeoff for them, and I I honestly I prefer to do the takeoff because then I know what's coming. I tell them the specific lengths to bring, all that kind of stuff. And it probably takes me 45 minutes to measure like like a 5,000 5, square foot house. Yeah. Whoa, that's fast. 
I mean, it's not. Carlito wants to stay there and have coffee and crumpets yeah. and uh, oh, yeah. chill well, out. But that also and doesn't count me going home, like going home and then, doing and the then writing it out, writing yeah. it all out for them. This is just me to go in, measure the size of the door, see how much window, like how much casing I need for the windows, run around and do the baseboard and that's it. And then but I'm, GC and client are in, in charge of ordering the material and having it delivered to site or are you taking on that responsibility? Uh, I, I do a bit of both. If it's a house that size, you know, if it's, Five thousand. I don't mind doing it too much. Anything over that. It's a lot of material. I also get the deposit. I I won't I won't get the material there without a deposit. Yeah. I'm also working for guys that I've known for, for quite some time. Who do you prefer in the city for your trim? You know what? I use Central. I use Central just the fact that I have a good guy there. He gets back to me on time. He always picks up his phone. He's also the head guy, probably, right? No, 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 no. Do they still have all those beavers in the back there? Because I've never seen so oh. many knots and chips and unfinished <laughs> like material. I'm seeing a 12-foot length, and half of it is from the curve like, yeah. of the blade. It's just it's bad, mean, man. It is what it is. It's, honestly, I think you're getting that everywhere. Like no, I, I'm not places. saying you're getting it from everywhere. I totally agree with you. You're getting it from everywhere. It's just, I think it's bad. I think when I see a piece that's 12 feet long and half of it is like curve cut. Especially with the prices now. Yeah. Well, that's why MDF is so oh, nice. God. <laughs> I mean, I, I started, when I, when I went on my own, I started working for a company that did a lot of MDF. And I'll still do some like MDF, like I'll do some MDF, but I will... We'll do MDF casing, MDF baseboard with a poplar backbend. And I refuse, refuse to hang doors on MDF jams. Oh, yeah, for sure. Guaranteed. That's, that is. There like, are some limitations in MDF, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but a lot of pre hung units are like that, right? Garbage. Well, that's, I mean, I don't do too many pre hung. I'm on the same page with you guys. Also, the, doors also like that the majority of pre hungs are like five pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I tell you. Go outside I, and look for the wheels. I really wanna I really wanna do a shout out for that that couple that you first went to that got you going in business. Or you don't have to. <laughs> Seems like you're putting on the spot there, Chris. What's going on? I mean they've since went out of business. Oh okay. Oh, okay. Long story short, I go back. My family my, my mother was good friends with their with the, the sister of them. You know, but they really helped me out. They really helped me out and uh there was a guy, actually, this is pretty bad. Everybody around. He, so the owner passed away of that company, too. Holy wow. cow. Yeah. So maybe maybe stay away from me in business, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, no, I know, I know. I, um, so he taught me, you know, when I went on my own, I knew, you know, I knew how to do all the, all the work, but I didn't know too much about the business aspect of it. His name was Edward, and it was called Sherwood Trim. Sherwood okay. Trim Indoors. Okay. And uh, he taught me a lot about, you know, how to deal with these clients, how to deal with the clients, how to send invoices, like you just, just the, the stuff, the stu yeah, the stuff that I didn't know, you know, I could hang a door, no problem, straight, you know, do a double door, nothing, you know. Anything that stuck with you? From him? Yeah. Or uh, was it just the initial start got you going and then from there you made it your own? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I'd still do work for one of my, one of my best, uh, one of my best clients that I, you know takes care of me i i do a good i do a lot of favors for him we we really help each other and this guy his name is benji uh osington homes he helped me with a lot of stuff when i was renovating my own house you know with stuff like you know stuff like some structural some structural stuff when i knocked out some walls you know i call him for anything 
on a Sunday, four o'clock in the afternoon, he picks Awful up the phone. Awful call on Sunday. Well, he does. <laughs> oh, that's hey, great, hey, man. He does it. He does it to me too, and I don't mind. I don't mind picking up the phone. Like if I'm just sitting there watching TV or something, what does it? What does it take for yeah. me to pick up the phone and say, "Yeah, no worries, I'll be there on Tuesday or whatever." Yeah. Right. And he does the same thing. This I find this industry is one hand washes the other. You know, and if I do a favor for you, as long as you're not a piece of shit, you're going to take care of me when I come yeah. to ask you for a favor. It's nice. I, 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 I wish more and more would be like that. Because yeah. the problem is that a lot of guys think that they're competition and they don't want to help somebody else. You know what? I don't, I don't get this competition stuff because there's, especially since COVID, this COVID stuff. There's a stuff, lot of work. Oh, there's more work than we can handle. Yeah. Like, you really think so, eh? Oh, it's a fact, dude. No, I'm just asking. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't been doing trim in a while, so. Yeah, I mean, listen, I went to price. I, I work I work only for builders now. Are you dealing with the builders or are you dealing with the clients? Mostly the builders. The builders. But then when it comes to the actual design components and, and deliverables, you're dealing with the clients or the builders well, or that's, designers? Well, it's like a team. It's a team. Okay. Well, but, you change things. I've seen you at work and, mm-hmm. and you working with me. You'll bring in your two cents yeah and there's a lot of it like i, I work on the fly too right i can you but know. you see things that a lot of people don't pay attention to even developers yeah. right yeah so um, you'll throw a closet in there and a cabinet where it needs to go or oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i want i want to ask you chris and you don't have to answer it because it's your business but what do you charge to hang a door and what do you charge to do a pocket door because we get we get a, the, and let's talk about the height of the door too then because he oh, does yeah, like sorry. eight so foot, we go nine standard, foot doors. We go standard 80. But I mean, the, the reason I bring this up is because we get a lot of listeners asking us, it'd be great to get a better insight into people's pricing model, but they don't really want to reveal it. So it's totally fine if you I don't mean, want if, to. If anybody wants pricing, they can they can DM me. And I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. always, on the, I'm always on the Instagram. I check it every, every day. So if anybody, you know, if you want pricing on a window, a door, perlinear foot for baseboard, wainscoting, decorative, anything. Yeah, you look you at de- whatever the molding is or whatever. Uh, or I mean, no. I mean, it depends, right? The, the, the price varies on the height of the door. The wind, you know, the price per window varies on if there's a lot of big windows, right? It, it does vary, right? If there's but, arches. Yeah, correct, right? Yeah. So if. You know, if anybody wants wants to get some pricing, they can they can DM me. Well, let me ask you this then: How many more times is a pocket door versus a regular door? What are you two times, three times? One and a half, I'd say. One and a half, eh? I thought I was gonna say five times. That's pretty reasonable, no, dude. No. At, at one and a half, you're very reasonable. Yeah, because well, pocket doors aren't cheap anymore at well, all. Well, I guess it, you know, in all fairness, I guess framing wise, it's all the same except for the actual pocket door kit. The soft close catch and release is a different story. Yeah, and then well, it also depends too what kind of handle you're gonna put on true. it, right? Yeah, true. If you're putting the mortise handle, then you know I charge a, I charge a rate just to bring out the mortise machine, right? I mean, you gotta pay for that that machine for the, all the jigs that I made. That machine ain't cheap. Oh. And you got a stack of jigs. Oh, they're. What are you using for the hinge? For hinges? Yeah. Like to just jig a normal door? I make well, I make a new one. You every make time. a new one for every single one? You're one of those. Old school Portuguese. Oh, eh? <laughs> Look at that. Huh? Just like Gary Mayers, hey, man. Hey, hey, Newfoundlanders are just like Portuguese, eh? I don't know. Technically, you, yes, they are, man. Are you an islander, man? I'm or? an islander, oh, yeah. Okay. I am. From Pico, right? So it's, it's, he's got a very good point. He's it's got true. a fish in his pocket right no, now. No, I do yeah. not have a fish, man. <laughs> hey, just so you know, last summer, mm-hmm. it was last summer, we were working at the same house. Yeah. I stole his jigs. Remember? He's, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, that's hey, right. I'll take those. But don't you cut them before you finish the job? <laughs> no, you no. just leave them? Yeah. He like, totally gave well, them to me. Way, I was like, yeah. That way, you know, God forbid, that way, 
that way if uh you know if i come back and say a door's exp- like robbing or something at least because you're not going to go and plane down the side with the handle on it you're going to plane down the side with the with which the means you got to rejig exactly yeah. at least you have the jig there and it's done and it, you know what i make a jig in five minutes anyways so Remember like g- like a an, an irish jig Oh god! Oh, <laughs> a new PJ? You want a new PJ? Uh, I wish this was videoed right now. <laughs> well, I, I'd give you a little. I'd give you a little Newfie stomp or um, something. I would love to see that. <laughs> I'll take you up on it next week. I know I'm going to see you. So. All right, sounds um, good. I would. I did want to say for the new customers, not the develop the developers yep. or the guys that you're working with now. Do you give them a free quote or do you just give them? Yeah, do you I'll, charge I'll, them for the quote? All quotes are free. Really? Eh? I. I mean, but not now, detailed. No, so I I'll do I'll go and meet the I'll go and meet the client, and like I said I'll do a windows doors and baseboard, and I'll discuss with them you know okay they'll say you know are we gonna do I want to panel the I want to panel the stairwell, I'll say you know okay this is what I think but I'm not gonna give you a price now if they if they insist and they want a price then you know you have to you got to roll with the punches right yeah yeah for sure so I'll you know I'll put a price together or but I also I also like to do that when I'm in there because then. Then, you know, I, I get the feel of what they want, what they want to do. It's and, a level know. playing field. Exactly. Because it's too easy for clients to, I guess, paint you in a corner where you are literally pricing under what you really should be pricing. Yeah. Because they're not giving you the full scope. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I'm going to have to interrupt and say it's history with Manny. <laughs> I love I, lo- I love, you love the history. Huge history. Buff. Wow. Are you really? I mean, I don't like. So what I do is I watch. I watch movies. I'll watch a movie. So say I'll watch. I like. I love history, like old-fashioned war movies. Yeah. And I'll watch it, and then I'll start googling on it, and the, the uh, events and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Before I know it, I'm googling on what kind of dog fucking does this or that. <laughs> Gentlemen, can you guys name the seven most leaning towers in the entire world? Leaning peds of the tower. Yeah. Pisa's not on that <laughs> list of seven. Obviously, it's every, not? everybody knows t- Leaning Tower Pisa. I've actually been up at the top of the le- Leaning Tower Pisa. Really? Yeah. I've been at the bottom <laughs> in, in Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> the seven towers you have the Nevesky Tower in Russia, the wow. Surhassen Church Tower in Germany, Big Ben in London, England is leaning. I never paid attention I to that. I never even knew that. Tiger Hill Pokoda in China. The Odie Kirk in Netherlands, Leaning Tower of Turun in Poland, and the Belfry of Bruges in Belgium. Wow. So I was waiting for a Croatian one. No, there's no Croatian <laughs> one. Nothing's so, bent there, buddy. Uh, so you're talking about... <laughs> just, your, just your tower. Just, <laughs> just to give you an idea, I should have known phallic Arrow. towers should have been connected to... Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is on a lean of only 3.97 degrees. What? That's a lot, dude. I know it's it's not. I don't think that's a lot. But hang I think on that's a, a lot. I, I'm getting to something with this, and it's actually when you're on that tower and you're up there, it actually feels like you're you're falling over, right? And just for the record, there's cables on the back holding the whole thing. No way. Yeah, because they're scared shitless of it actually going. So it was it was it was built on sand. Because it's leverage that's the problem. That's right? why it keeps on leaning. It's con- it was constantly leaning. They had to put the cables on the back. Wow. So they did that, right? So they're at three point seven, and then there's the actual Bologna towels. I've seen those ones as well. And I'm like, when I was in Italy, is everything fucking off lean? Like, what's going on here, man? Like everything goes. Well, it's because of the vino. Yeah, the vino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I here's the question for you guys: What is the most leaning building in the entire world right now? And it's not an old building. 
It's been purposely constructed that way in a part of the world that I guess they would get away with certain things like this. Oh, this would have to be uh, somewhere in Persia then. Or something. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I knew it. Abu Dhabi's new capital gate tower is actually on an 18 degree slope. So if the leaning tower pieces is at a 3.97, this wow. new tower is on an 18 degree slope. Wow. World's most tilted building is it's comfortably outleans the previous Guinness World World Record holder, the medieval tower of the Germany one, which had a slant of 5.19. Crazy, dude. That's more than three times the lean, man. That's what it looks like. As long as it's not a lean on the building. <laughs> <laughs> a construction lean? A construction lean. Uh, <laughs> and, that, and that was... History with Manny. Uh, <laughs> so, Chris, where do we want to go now? Can yeah. I ask you something? I was really surprised that when I was working, you guys were hanging out after you did your quote. Yeah. We started talking a little bit. You told me you were listening to The Gary Show. Yeah, so... The Gary Show. With the uh, podcast with Gary. Oh, Gary Mary. When we did yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> I was like, the Gary Show. So. <laughs> when did the construction line become hey, the Gary he's Show? He's been on a few times. There's a Gary Show now. <laughs> the Gary Show. Welcome back to the Gary Show. <laughs> Trim all day. <laughs> so, so what did you feel that we left out that might have been important for the young guys or some of the older guys getting into the business? Left out? I mean, I think you guys hit a, quite a bit of stuff. And those... Those are the only ones that I, I've listened to. I, I've listened to a bit of the framing ones, but you know, I I don't li I didn't listen to any like electricians or plumbers stuff like that. Who cares about them? You're a trim exactly. guy. Exactly. Everybody wants to be Tony Timber. Taylor. Uh, did you have him on? Yeah. Early oh, okay. on. Early on. Yeah, yeah. So those guys are all pretty active on like on Instagram. Me, I kind of just sit back in the in the shadow and I see. I mean, I don't I don't really have I don't feel like I have too much time to be posting on Instagram and. You're successful anyway. But the work's there. Like on exactly, your page, the work exactly, is there. Exactly, exactly, right? And like it goes back to, I got I got three guys working with me, and I've got to be telling them, okay, you go and do this, you go and do that, and, you know, this, and then, you know, and then you call, and this guy calls, and when are you coming to this house? Oh, and when you So, it, like, it doesn't stop, right? But, yeah, I think you guys hit quite a bit of stuff on there. And Does it okay. seem like, I, what I got out of that show, we, we talked a lot about it. I think Gary mentioned on the first time that he was on. Every new kid wants to get into finished carpentry, but they're not ready yeah. to get into finished carpentry. Well, everybody wants to be a carpenter, right? I mean, it, what I mean is, okay, so I play hockey with a bunch of buddy, a bunch of guys that are electricians, right? And just last night, one of the guys was saying, oh, I built this doorway today, you know? Oh, it's actually pretty cool, this and that, right? And he's an electrician. I go, yeah, yeah, that's cool, right? <laughs> and uh, and I go and I said to him I go I go I go hey everybody wants to play carpenter once in a while right <laughs> and he goes he goes he goes yeah it's pretty cool it's okay he goes if I wasn't doing electrical wants to play carpenter <laughs> I love it sorry yeah and every everybody in their you know everybody and their uncle thinks they're a DIY carpenter right yeah. you mm. know everybody thinks it's super easy but to get it's all not. that to get all that stuff like lined up properly all your reveals clean even tight cuts dude people can't even do miters but you can buy all those tools and those tools will make you look like an amazing carpenter i guess you could <laughs> that's not true though that's sarcasm by the way okay good here's one of the things i always see homeowners do not understand that when they're framing and drywalls out that when we try to do a miter on a corner just say we're doing a miter mm -hmm. on a corner a lot of times the space is open at the top 
So we have to cut the drywall and tear all that drywall off. They freak out. Yeah. But they want a tight miter joint. But you can't get it when you're not up against the wall. Well, the door's got to be level. The door's got to be plumb and level, right? Yeah. You don't want the, you don't want these things opening and closing on your on its own, right? So that's one thing. You got to be able to roll with the punches and, you know, Manny, like you don't want to hear if I'm at your job, right? And say the framing, you know, the opening's too tight. The framing's off level. Whatever, whatever, whatever it is. You don't want to hear me saying to you, Manny, this is brutal. I can't work with this. You you want it, you don't want to hear that. You might like, you know, I might tell no, you say, "Oh, you know, it's not the greatest whatever." But I shut up. You got to shut up and you do it. You don't want to hear the problems. You just want to hear how they're fixed. So how yeah. you okay, I the way I handle it Everything's not perfect. We all know no, that. Exactly. I don't give a shit. So you can start from... No, you can, say that again. Everything's because, not perfect. Because homeowners, for some reason, believe that it's everything not. is I don't perfect. Care. It's not. And wood moves, and there's no way that framers can get every no, single it, wall perfectly plumbed. It's impossible, right? So it starts to get more challenging. And when you even are doing a double door assembly, and you're trying to make both of them work... Line up on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, it's challenging. I'm I'm of the mind that, listen, okay, so let's say the, the framing's off a tiny bit, and it's not, it's not plumb enough, yeah. and the drywall's off. I'll let you make the decision to beat the shit out of the drywall to get your casing in there properly, oh, yeah. and then I'll come back and plaster and fix it all up from there. Because well, that makes more sense instead of you fighting your casing, ex- fighting your jam, yeah. or filling make, it, or well, filling we, it. We have to do what what it, you know. We have to do what we need to make it work, yeah. right? We all got to work together. I got to work with the framer. I got to work with this guy. They got they the painter has to work with me, right? We gotta. The one thing I would ask of any trim guy, yeah, is just I guess on those days that the clients are there or other people are there, so to mm-hmm. speak. Don't take your hammer and just start beating the shit out of the drywall just to make it fit. Yeah. Just take a multi-tool or something oscillating and just cut it's the drywall. Clean. It's clean. And it's cleaner, right? Yeah. And just take off that Yeah, piece. and, and make sure that the That's... casing covers it. <laughs> 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 but I wanted to ask you, because I know that even with Gary and other people, I mean, are you a clam clamp guy? Are you a pinch dog guy? Are you, are you What kind of glue are you? Um, All kinds of stuff like that. So I use glue. I, I buy glue from Angelo's Electric. I don't know if you guys know that store. No? No? Angelo's Electric. Yeah. And so you're getting carpenter's glue from there? I don't know why it's called Angelo's Electric, but they, <laughs> I, I don't know. But again, back to it, I, I'm just old school. Where are they located? They're at Jane and Finch on uh, Oak, Oakwood. Or Good Oak. place. Awesome oh, place. We'll do a shout out right now. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, As he puts guns in the air because it's Jane and Fitch. Everybody who's not from Toronto, it's the hood. I got some boys out there. My boy G's out there. Uh, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. So, Angelo's Electric. Okay, cool. I'll so, check it out. Yeah, they're on, um, is it Oakdale or Oakwood? One of those two. I think okay. it's Oakdale. You know where the old hospital was at Jane and Finch right off the 400? Yeah. Yeah. So it's on that road there. It's on that road there. And Close. what do they carry? What do they stock? So I, that's where I buy all my nails, screws, glue. I bring all my blades. I've never seen it either. I'm and I'm still around trying to time. figure out Angelo's Electric. Where's yeah. the, do they have cable there, or what's the story? They have morettes, or they? It's all. It's mostly. It's. <laughs> that's, I, a, I, 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 that's a joke, right? <laughs> yeah. Imagine I, I asked I asked my boss Vasco. I go. I go. What the fuck is this place? And I, you know. <laughs> And he, he was right into the uh, into those RC cars, yeah. right? Like those nice yeah. those nice things. And I go, Vos, I go, what the fuck are we doing here? I go, you buying parts for the for the for the hobby car? He goes, no, you idiot. He goes, it's fucking where I get the nails. 
right? And I, and I'm like, I walk in or whatever. You know, they do everything there. They they that's where I bring my tools to get serviced. No they way. do service too. They do service. They do nails, glue, all kinds of compressors, chop yeah. saws, everything. Oh, yeah, everything, what? everything. You bring him anything, he'll he'll fix it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll remember that. Mike and Fab, that's the two owners there. Great guys. Great okay. guys. And they're also like they're they know all kinds of stuff. You know, I go in there and I ask them, you know, how I gotta do this or I gotta do that. And they'll say, you know, Chris, why don't you try this? And I'll go, Oh fuck, I didn't even think of that, right? Another one, you know how we all know how expensive Dremel blades are. Of course. Right? Ten, fifteen bucks minimum. They sharpen the fiend Dremel blades too. Man, yeah, that's crazy. That's what Gary man. was talking about, man. Yeah. That's crazy. So they do that. Everybody's been yeah. throwing them. I've been throwing them out. No, no, Don't I got throw no. Them out. I've do been using not them. throw them out. How do they sharpen them? Uh, they made some. They made some friggin' machine that so it it chops the top off, evens it out, and then it kind of makes new teeth. And it makes new teeth. Yeah, that's and, sick. And I like it better sharpened from them than it is brand Factory. new. Factory. You're yeah. kidding me. I swear. Okay, only so the fiend and the. I I believe it's only the fiend ones that they sharpen. I believe. Don't quote me on it, but I'm I'm. There must be a reason for the blade then. And I think it's four dollars or something to resharpen it. It's better than new. It's cheaper than buying a twenty-five dollar yeah. one. And you buy those things are kind of like the minimum are coming what two and two inches or whatever. You can sharpen that. Two thing and like, eight. Yeah. Th those blades like they they bust no, I'm my the length. Sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. They bust my balls those blades because I know that Bosch even Bosch sells the carbide ones. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you can uh, cut, cut a, the, you can yeah, cut a sixteen yeah, penny yeah. frame nail, no problem. Yeah, you'll cut the one nail. You have a oh, bunch of done. smoke that it's, you can start your campfire, yeah. and then you'll take out the blade and it's all eaten away. Well, so I think it's brilliant, and I'm gonna go check them out. Yeah. But what I've been doing is I've been saving mine because I don't do one trade. I do like 10 trades. Yep. And welcome to the car. No, no, life. no. I, this is for <laughs> listeners. They're, they're probably doing it anyways because I've this been doing this for a while. This is part of the show where Carlito just My blades, I sharpen them with my grinder, my metal grinder. And I use okay, them for a file or I, something. Yeah, I use it to put my perfect level clips in or whatever yeah. else when I'm walking With no away. guard and, and no safety goggles? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So okay, all right. Uh, what kind of glue is it from Angelos? Tell you the truth, there's no name on it. I just buy. I he says he says it's good. My miters don't crack with it. And what's he got? A whale in the back in a tank or something like that? He's just I guess <laughs> maybe he's just cranking them up or something. But <laughs> uh, I like way this. back. Hey, what's the name? I don't know. Shamu or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Shamu glue. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just, you know what? It does I the go, job. It exactly. I go in. I, he says, you know, Chris, this is a good one. Okay. This one's better. It has it has less fillers and less, you know, less shit inside it. More wow. or less water. He goes, you buy this one. So I, I don't cheap out. What's the nails that he's using or he's selling? Omer, Omer and Hitachi. Okay. I like Hitachi. Yeah. I, I like, like their brown wrapping paper, simple box. Yeah, yeah. So they... So black I, or brown? Brown or black? I've seen them as brown and... All, Hitachi? On Hitachi. The, like the actual box? Yeah. They're black and green. Black and green. Yeah. But I've seen them as brown paper ones as well. Yeah, they have those ones too for yeah. like some of the like smaller like 5 yeah. eighths nails and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah. And listen, I'm a fan of Hitachi, man. I do like Hitachi. I, I never said anything listen, bad. Listen, framers said anything some bad framers bad love Hitachi. Hitachi framers, man. Oh, uh, the guns, the guns are awesome. Tony man. loves Hitachi. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I use. I, for the guns I use 6 I use a 16 uh, a Hitachi to like hang doors, nail baseboard, nail like nail nail stuff to the wall. And then we'll use like an 18 gauge Here's a question for you that I just realized. I think I mentioned to you off mic before we got started a certain somebody I visited today. Have you ever seen 
a right angle level. A right angle level? So like a framing square. Okay. But a level on both ends. Hmm. That would be good for, for hanging doors. For doing doors, yeah. Just something that I've seen in the industry I'd have to recently. See it. I want to see it. It's an L shape. But like it's a level it. on both sides and it's got a it's got a vial on both sides. That's pretty cool. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a European Where did you see thing. that? Where did you see that at? I want to keep it quiet for now. I don't uh, want to get in trouble. Okay, okay. I get in trouble as enough as when I'm speaking. <laughs> Is there a disclaimer on that? <laughs> <laughs> so no clamps, no pinch dogs, no nothing like that? Uh, I'll put hand nails in the top. I'll put a hand nail in the top of the, uh, like a two-inch hand nail in the top. through So the is everybody going overkill with the clam clamps and then squeezing the glue out of there? <sighs> I mean, if you fit that, if you fit that thing in tight, and you know, it won't the way, go anywhere. Yeah, the way I, like the way I do it is, I I put the header first, and I cut that I cut the leg like just a hair bigger, and give it a little smack in, and that's that clamp. I find that clamps it just you know just like that, right? You know, then I'll put a nail in the top, like a hand nail through the top, and I mean, mine 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 aren't cracking. Nice. Are you the guy that goes over or under the toilet supply line? If, uh, or through? Well, it depends. If it lines up on the profile, then I got to figure out what I want to do. I, I'm not a fan of going, of, of seeing it going up and yep. up and around. I think it's too, I think it's too busy and it just, it, it I think that it, uh, it draws too much attention exactly, to it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what's the fix to that? What's your fix? Well, you get them to move it? The fix is that is that you tell the plumber to move it up higher. Or, or lower. Or, or lower or whatever. Yeah. They always want it higher so then it doesn't even get into the trim at all. Do you, yeah. Do you talk about that with the GC ahead of time? I mean, that's usually done by the time that's I... Weird. Yeah. The, the problem is that any good plumber is paying attention to the specs of the toilet fixture and yeah. they actually mm -hmm. recommend where it should right. go. So right. you're, you're kind of stuck with where it's supposed to go. Yeah, you're, you're right. But I know a lot of guys are just... Like a like a, a receptacle box. It's just used to be the the height of the hammer. That's the height. Of, I'm telling you, it's true. Then that's a big hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to have any other trades with you when you're there? I like working with a trader too. It, yeah. You know, it, it it brings a new, it gives a new feel to the day. You know, if we're working the if we're working three or four of us together every single day, we're gonna get bored of each other. Yeah, yeah. You know. So uh, you're not worried about hogging electricity or no? Well. I mean, at that to, stage, to you already extent. got power, man. You're fully powered. Not sometimes, fully. sometimes you're not, man. Like, you have no power by the time you walk in. No, not no power, but sometimes we're working on one or two breakers. That's that is tough. That's tough. Sometimes. That makes no sense. Do you? Uh, so one thing I'm getting into recently is really trying to control the climate now. Mm -hmm. Do you talk oh, about that ooh, with the GC? Good point. You need to. You need to. And what's uh, what's a uh, what's the the average that you like to be at? The temperature, yeah, move-in temperature, whatever temperature this client thinks that they're gonna, you know, seventy-two, exactly. So whatever, whatever you think you're gonna live at, that has to be the temperature when we come in, because then if we're, so, so I, that's where the cracking point's gonna be, right? Exactly. Like you know, if it, you said it before, wood moves, right? It's living, breathing, man. Exactly. If you you have to have this stuff at the temperature, and one thing I like too is. How or what I don't like, sorry, is how come the hardwood has to sit in the in the house for five days? 
But the trim doesn't have to sit in the it house. It depends on the GC. I treat the trim the exact same you way. Should, right? Bravo. The, the trim gets delivered and it gets placed on a rack and it's not just stacked on top of each other in one big pile. It's got to be separated where the base is here, the trim's there, the back end. Everything's separated. Yeah. And, and you let it sit there for a you week. You know what's brilliant. So yeah. My, it's my, wood. my biggest client, like my my number one client, my guy that gives me the most work. He's got a guy that works for him, and he's on, like, this guy is he's 62 years old, mind you, right? But he's, like, he's in great shape for a man that age, right? We get deliveries. This is the only employee that I buy a Christmas present for of one of my clients because he is Takes care beautiful, of beautiful. They use Central, this company. Central comes with the delivery. Sometimes he'll call me and say, Chris, where do you want the baseboard? Where do you want this? Where do you want that? And he'll go over and say, okay, I want this over here. I'll tell them I want this. Wow. I'll put the doors in this room, right? And then, you know, it, when it's just the delivery guy just comes in, everything's thrown together. Yeah, and I it's, know. You know, we got to go digging. And it always happens. It's Murphy's Law. The friggin' door jams are all the, at the bottom of the fucking pile. And we got to go move all the stuff. Because delivery guys are not trim carpenters. Yeah, that's you a good point. That, oh, if, if anybody's listening to that, that's uh, a, a so really good I point. got a major bone to pick with the solid doors. I don't know when this started. Yeah. It could have been around the same time that packaging of potato chips and other kinds of oh my shitty god, foods. where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> have you not noticed that the packaging of products has gotten has stayed the same, but the volume of the product inside has gotten smaller? Over the years, like the last 10... Are we just talking anything? Like anything? Anything in general. Oh, yeah. Anything in general. So what you used to buy for X amount costs a little bit more, but you're getting yeah. less of that oh, product. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it that when you up up the price for a solid wood door, where I'm going with it... It's not solid. How much proper material is on the edges? So then you can do the proper hinging mm. or the proper door... And then just by fluke, I know what you're saying. You know where I'm going yeah, with this. Totally. What if you do have to track saw and shave off an inch, or not an inch, but maybe a no, half it inch? It happens, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh, it does. And then you quickly discover, holy cow, the solid wood door is solid particle wood, and it's only about an inch into the actual door frame. Yeah. There's some doors that are coming with a quote, like maybe. No, I don't even see. Really? I swear. But you're paying a premium for these solid doors that are heavy. Yeah. I think they just put weights in them. There's got to be like metal balls or something like that in them because the wood's not on the ends. I'm sorry. It's not. No, on you're the right. Ends. I just did a door for a customer that needed a washroom finished. Guy was in there before me. I had to redo the hinges. After I routered, I realized my router had gone through. There was no material left. And I'm like, what? So now they paid me to do this. And I had to actually tell them to go and buy another door. So I haven't had any time to go back. But really, it's that one door you don't want to go back for. You never have oh. time for it, like you said. You know what I mean? You're right. You're totally right. Material is getting really stingy. It's like there's nothing left in them. All these doors now, they're making the, like... They're making all these doors now with, even if they're saying solid, inside of it sometimes is, uh, you know, it's a bunch of different pieces. And I mean, it is what it is. We're actually doing a house right now. These doors, so so we're doing a house right now that I came from today. We're doing solid walnut door. They did solid Ooh, walnut wow. doors. Wow. Oh, wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> solid walnut uh, door has got to cost what? A thousand bucks a door more? <sighs> Probably thinking that. I don't think the guy remembers. So these doors, we're doing a house right now that's 15 years old, a new build that's 15 years old. 
a new build that's <laughs> yeah, 50 yeah, that, years that's old. Yeah, that's an oxymoron. If you, okay. Twilight Zone. Twilight. I'm lost already. <laughs> I know, Twilight Zone. <laughs> okay, a new build that's 15 years old. Gotcha. So it just, anyways, the guy, he built it, and I guess, I don't know what happened. They stopped working on it. And then he hooked up with a guy, the owner hooked up with a guy that I know, and he recommended me to do the trim. He says, you know, let me help, he says, let me help you finish this house. And then he called me. These doors have been sitting in this house for 15 years. What? 15 years. Oh, how much did they Not tri- standing up, though. No, no, no. Lying down. Thank God. S- like spaced out? No, no. All on top of each other. This should be good. You I want to hear this. No, they weren't. They're not as bad as I thought it was going to be. They weren't bad. But these doors, they're walnut, and they were so- they're solid walnut. Solid. Solid. Walnut. Solid. There wasn't... It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't like a piece of poplar or a piece of whatever with uh, walnut, with like a, a quarter-inch yeah. walnut veneer. veneer. These things are solid. Because solid. I had to cut, I had to cut the doors for the main floor because they had some headers and I couldn't rip. I Buddy, couldn't, that's I a treasure, raise, man. I couldn't raise them. Oh, these things—they're beautiful. Eighty-inch doors. Uh, Eighty-four upstairs and ninety on the main floor. Oh, yeah. And I, I had to cut. They ended up uh, years ago. You guys see tile setters? Um, Dry pack? Gr- no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they dry packed here, but where they grind the floors. Um, Scarify it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, like grinding and the face of the concrete. Yeah, and it feels like it's one piece it's beautiful. Butter. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. With Vosco, we did uh, one of his builders does that. And oh my God, the mo- the way those mosaics turn out in the front. Oh, it's so oh, nice. Oh, so they polish them down. Yeah, they polish so it. So it looks, like they- it looks like a sheet. Yeah, and it's, they epoxy all the joints. Ooh, that's oh, nice. my God. I've done that a few times. It's, it's beautiful. So nice, yeah. yeah. You have? It's expensive, dude. Nice. Oh, yeah. Avenue Marble Restoration. You, Paolo. Good guy. Yeah, you were talking about him. He yeah. drives a Raptor. A Ford Ooh, Raptor. Yeah, let's do some jumping. <laughs> 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 okay, hang on. Back to the walnut doors. <laughs> oh, so th- you know what? I, uh, anyways, I had to bevel the doors myself. These doors were made by the Mennonites. Years and years no ago. No way. That's so they were still kid. in great condition. They didn't warp. Yeah, they didn't twist. Fine. They didn't. Nobody. Sh- nobody's been coming into this house. You can see the difference in the floor, like the floor, because some of the floor was done. The mm. floor is also is also walnut too. Wow. It would have faded over the time with any it, sunlight coming in. It did. It yeah, did. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see. And, and you know, whatever's covering something didn't fade. Yeah. Yeah. You can. But once they sand that down, you should be. You know, he'll be okay with it, right? Yeah, Oh, yeah. nice. This sounds like really actually at the beginning it was sounding scary, but now it's sounding pretty good. It was it, honestly the doors were not bad; like they weren't bad. It was you know I, I was thinking these things are going to be warped. I'm going to have a time like the singles not you know it wasn't going to be too bad, but the doubles I was like oh my god this is going to be a pain. Lining them up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's an issue that I have. We love all those old school hardware. Eh? We love it. Oh. Those heavy, thick-ass hinges. I love it. I love those, man. Four of them on one Brass. door, and then and then the, yeah. the door the doorknobs, you know, like the the, the small little rosette, the, the Baldwin's and and the yeah. recess. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, but why the hell are they a thousand dollars each, man? Like, why is it so expensive? The only thing I can guess is if if there's only a few places making them. That's what it is, right? It's if I'm, you know. And I'm not saying, but if I'm the best carpenter in the city, I can charge a premium For because sure. I'm wanted. For right? sure. If I do the best, you know, if I have the best hardware, if I have the best, it's like go back to pack pocket doors. If I make the best, if I make the best pocket door track like Crowder does with the soft close, you Crow- can charge. You think Crowder's the best? I like it. That's what I like the best. Who, who, like, I don't know who you would compare it to. They're also $500. 
Yeah. Well, I think your pocket doors are like thirty five hundred a door, right? Oh, you mean price wise? Yeah. And to the doors and, and install everything. Typically, I don't, I don't, that's around I don't the range. Think it's that high. I, I would say it's pretty high up. Twenty five hundred. I mean, the track assembly itself is five hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you've got to frame it and. LSL it. Are you LSL or are you doing the uh, the metal? I like LSL. I hate. Uh, I'll I'm use not a those. fan of the metal. Uh, if you put an inch and three eighths door on it, it's not. You know, it's okay. You can fit a one and three quarter, but it is tight because I, I think it's I think it's two inches inside inside the. Uh, no, you'll get two and a half because it's an inch and a half, an inch and a half. That's three inches plus it's a two by six cavity. So oh, you, you for get a two. By, so, so for the LSL. If you, if, oh, if you're using yeah, yeah, with the LSL, I'm saying with the uh, when people are putting the the metal kits with yes. the pocket door on the two by four wall. Oh, it's brutal. That's it's, brutal. That makes no sense. If you're using an inch and three eighths door, like, and I I always suggest like some people want to put a pocket door in there. Okay. And it, most pocket doors are on washrooms and closets now, yeah. right? Well, nowadays everybody's asking for pocket doors everywhere. Yeah, yeah, until they see the price. <sighs> um, did we interrupt the walnut story? No, it's he was told there more was. that was coming to that? Like, I felt no, like just... there was something there, like a little bit more. <laughs> no, it's amazing, but. I, I was waiting for the nightmare. Listen, to come. Oprah. No, there was there was <laughs> there was no night there was no nightmare. I mean, we're there we're there today. I was there today, just uh, doing some crown in the coffered ceilings and stuff, and just finishing up some paneling we were doing right. And wainscot uh, paneling. Yeah, uh, I guess. Well, we did wainscoting on the second floor, and then full wall throughout the main floor and into the staircase. Right. MDF and poplar. Uh, MDF, yes, MDF with poplar molding. Yeah, yeah. Right, and uh, we did some some wraparound columns and decorative archways and stuff. This guy loved this guy we're doing this house for. He loves all that stuff, and I, I love like, all that like, stuff. Yeah, like I was saying, that's that's the reason I do trim carpentry. I I love doing that stuff, designing something. I'm waiting for somebody to let me do. I know it's going out of style, but I'm waiting for somebody to let me do some nice round archways with round headers, and I love them. Mm, I love them. See, I don't. I like. I love all the. Uh, I love all the old. Uh, I wouldn't say old, but like all the traditional stuff, mm. right? This modern stuff. Yeah, you know, people love it oh, now. The, the step it's, bevel. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what, <laughs> what. What am I gonna say? That's what puts food on my table. So what am I? You, you uh, never see a step bevel archway. No, but you're looking. You're <laughs> looking. You're looking to do a little bit of something you're passionate with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I if mean, anybody's listening, that's archways. You want them if they're round. The problem is that all the Pinterest and house images out there, they don't have that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's why you got to post your stuff. But uh, it, it's interesting because when I surf through some work on Instagram or whatever, I get fascinated by old Georgian style homes. Yeah. Even the trim work on the outside of the house blows yeah. me away, right? It's funny you say that because I just went to Hamilton. I, I make you laugh. Is that what it is? You no, think no, I'm no. funny? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I do think you're funny. But I was pretty surprised. Like, I was in a crackerhead neighborhood. Huh? And I was actually starting to look at some of the architecture. And I was like, this is some really cool architecture in Hamilton. Like, the place is run down. But some of the detail in the stone and in the wood, it's lost. Like, we uh, don't have these homes. You know what it is, Chris, that I... I don't like about step bevel. Mm. It's one little detail that bothers the hell out of me. Because step what? bevel, step bevel is is a Toronto base, like it's a Toronto trim. Mm-hmm. Step bevel, in yeah. my opinion, the old what does school. That mean? I'm getting to it. There's a story. I'm learning from the Islander. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, bye bye. Let the Islanders. Yeah. Been blown yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you ever you, been blown to sea, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's improv time, eh? <laughs> Um, where I was getting at is how was it mitered back in the day? Way oh, 
you know what? Those Manny, those guys, the guys that were doing that's the impressive. Fa- like when the you, Jack miter. Yeah, and, when you see that miter, I'm like in awe. I'm yeah. like, that's skill. So, so my point is that what the Jack miter after he okay, finishes. Okay, sure, sure. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Explain it. Well, Jack miter is the ends. The ends are straight, and just the actual profile part is cut on a 45. Yes. And uh, it ends up with a butt joint on the end, on the edge of the leg, but it was all covered with backbend. Backbend. And those guys, those guys, those guys, they're trimming the door twice doing it like that too, right? Us, we put the back, we glue it and then put the back bend on all in one piece and cut it, right? But those guys, man, I don't know. Those guys. So when you look at that miter, it doesn't look like a miter. It looks like the trim is continuing with a song and dance in the corner. Yeah, that's my place. And that's, yes. Yeah. Yes, very much. And it's all gumwood, but yes, I see that and it's like, it looks, and then it goes, hop. And then it curves over so, top. So it's like it's coped. That's mm-hmm. that's refreshing. That's skill. That's impressive. Yeah. I like that. And then you see the step level today. Miter. Yeah. Just miter. And you know what? 140-year-old house, those joints are, are still, still tight. tight. Oh, yeah. But then, still tight. What kind of whale glue were they using then? I don't know, but the, but the nails. <laughs> was that the nails were, back then, maybe? The nail heads were pretty big. Oh, there was a lot more whales back then, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, what were they using for glue back then? No, I thought it was. Well, I just figured Blubber? you might know because you're really into know. it. What into the glue? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were into all those. Wait, uh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for a little bit of Green Book talk. It's Green Book talk with me. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll take it somewhere fun today. It's always a trip. Uh, not that I'm saying that either one of you do this, but both of you have vans. Well, all three of us have vans. We're driving down the highway and we're vaping. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just you know, not most people aren't smoking cigarettes what anymore. Are we I'm not talking. Are you vaping? Are you vaping? No, because you're not allowed to do uh, okay, vaping. Okay, fair enough. You're not Unless allowed to smoke. A, you're not allowed to smoke I have dope a medicinal when you problem. Okay, but this isn't about dope. This is about vaping. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, you're vaping your pen, and you know, you're not smoking, so you're vaping, and a cop sees you. What do you think the fine is for vaping inside your car? Yeah, with somebody else in it or by no, yourself? Just by yourself. Is it the same as? Why is there a fine? What is the magical number for the fine for vaping in your car? You can't, there's no fine for Dude, vaping. I'll show it to you because I always have the proof. Okay, here's my other question. What's this have to do with construction? Well, we're <laughs> when we're going job to job or we're taking our break or we're doing a quote in our van. 550. <laughs> nope. 250. 250. You're only allowed to go once. <laughs> it's 250. We higher or lower? You can do whatever you want. It's 250. I I don't know. I'm going to go out and say 850. 850? I think it, I, I, the way he's putting it out, I think it's something stupid. <laughs> well, it's, first of all, it's stupid that you could get charged for vaping yes. in your own truck. You yes. can't get charged but for smoking cigarettes? The, the reason I brought it up was we're all van guys, and a lot of people are vaping these days. And this is about infractions and bylaws and, and yeah. fines. So I'm just trying to make it fun from outside the houses, but it's still construction. So this is yeah. the MTO Green Book. This is this is just a fine that I wanted to have something fun with instead. Of. How much? What do you think it is? Is that your final number? Uh, yeah, sure, eight fifty. It's one seventy two fifty for your first offense. <laughs> this is a stupid law, man. I know it's stupid, but it's a fine. So, like, think about this: we leave the job site, we want to go relax for a couple of minutes. We're going to yeah. say, you know, uh, a fast food place. We're vaping, one hundred seventy two fifty for getting caught 
smoking a vape. So here's the question that's a little more construction related in safety. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fine for having material past your vehicle length? Without, can't, I, no, without can't talk red, about that one. That's that's coming up. What is it? Four feet, right? Four, four feet, feet is the max without having a red flag. It's on three it. feet. That's the max. Three feet is the max, and you have to have a flag on it at three feet. At three feet, but at thirty-four inches, you're, no you're allowed. You're allowed to have it farther out. You just have to have a flag on it. Anything no, after anything there's past a limita- three, there's a limitation on how far you can get it. There out. is a limitation. You can't that, have an extra. Wouldn't it depend on how far into you it? Like how far? In I don't it? think it's cantilever rules. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's safety rules because it's basically yeah. at that point it's a lancer. So anything more <laughs> so, than anything more than three feet past your tailgate has to have a flag, and that's where the fine starts. So if it doesn't have a flag, then you don't get fined. It's, if it, it doesn't have a flag, I don't know the exact number how far you ha- you can go, but. And you could go more than three feet. See, that's a little more construction related because we've all done that. Dude, it's still construction. Everyone's vaping. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be fun. Back Jesus. with the His show. His age is showing up again. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Chris, what's some of the uh, most interesting things you've ever built that you had a client let you build? Um, you sat back and you looked at it and you go, damn. I did it. Well, we've done some nice, big, like, great room fireplaces that go, like, two stories that go, like, floor to ceiling. Oh, actually, this, so, for my nice, back to my nice client, Visa, Visa Homes, I did his house, I did his personal house last, last winter, and I built twin beds for his, for his twin daughters. Oh, wow. And actually, that was, that was all on a, okay, Chris, we're going to do it. I did his whole house. I did all his closets. I did five. Five or six hidden doors inside the house. That's wicked. And I think all, I'm following them. Are you? I think I am. Awesome guy. Awesome guy, Vito. And I built this twin's bed. I built this twin's, not a bunk bed, but two beds separated by a bookshelf uh, with drawers. This is, and this was actually the first time I ever built soft-closed drawers was at, his, was at this house, right? These guys, right? No, Vissa. No. Vi- V-I-S-S-A. Okay. Vissa Holmes Markham. Just for the, just it. for the people listening, got he it. was showing him the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and all, that whole house, you know, that, that was his personal house. That whole house was done off drawings of me and him sketching it on the wall on there. The drywall. That's hilarious. Yeah, and it's probably one of my nicest houses, like one of my most detailed houses I've ever I've ever done. I think that's the best way. You're in the elements. I I, I like it. Like yeah. like back to the uh, you know if. Do I work with the designer, the client? I work with them, uh, with them all, right? I like doing it like that. Just you know, even when I get a drawing, I still, I still look at it and I say, you know, to whoever the designer is or the thing, I, you know, I like this, but I think we should return this over here and do something. And I try to put in my two cents, right? And usually it goes over pretty well, but sometimes, you know, some some designers or homeowners are set and they're, you know, they're tough, and you can't, you know, once that happens, then I say, okay. I'm just gonna go buy the book, like buy their book the whole time. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's great. But we want to do Pinterest. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But let's do house. You know what? (laughs) You you save you save the relationship on the last house you did for me Mm -hmm. in Vaughn. You put that first row, Wayne Scott. I think it was 32. Yeah. And then made him larger. Well, and I didn't agree at first. Yeah. But what a! It ended up being beautiful. I can never on an eight foot or nine foot ceiling. Oh, these were higher than that. No. Is this, uh, this was in um, at Rutherford over there? By yeah. Okay. I think those were nines, I'd say. I nines think. at 32? Uh, you're basically third. Well, there was, there was a lot of open concept. There was a couple rooms that were like 16 feet high. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, so, the stairwell, the stairwell, yeah, and and the main room in the front. Mm-hmm. There's a couple big rooms, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I I like the I like the lower. Bottom. Yeah, you, you I like did the a beautiful job square. on that. You did all the round walls for me, yeah. the round ceilings. It was mm-hmm. pretty crazy, Wayne. Kind of like, man. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, like yeah. right down this, like right down the stairs, like almost like an S. It was beautiful the way he just took it and it traveled along the walls. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all done. I just you know I make a jig or you know figure it out with cardboard. You know if I if it's if it's bent, I gotta laminate it with quarter inch a couple. Why times. not just go to like uh, the drywall supplier and get some trim text board? And just pop them in and glue them right onto the drywall. <laughs> old school, old school, Manny. I'm a 30 year old, old school carpenter. You know, Listen, I don't but, like that trim tech shit. Man. But you know, I, I wanted to say something. I thought I, I think this is really important too. Yeah. Is that we only sold one wall at the house when mm-hmm. you came, mm-hmm. and after you started speaking and talking more about ideas. Yeah. We ended up doing the whole house almost. Yeah, yeah. And that changed the look of the house. Like, oh, 100%. That's, like, they love that house so I, now. I just did that. My parents actually recently just sold their house and they're going to use the money to retire and, you know, and, you know, buy a cottage with it and whatever. And I did that. Uh, I did, you know, I renovated their house top to bottom and, you know, paneling up the stairs, wainscoting, dining room, floor to ceiling. Wow, they must be so around happy. Column. Well, they sold it. They must not be that happy. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I, I, I didn't really. They were enjoying I, I, their lives. I didn't. No, I. I just yeah. joking because my mom says said that to me the other day. They sold two or three weeks ago. Now she goes, "You upset?" She goes, "Chris, you upset that we're gonna sell this house? All the work you did." I go, mom, I go, for all the shit that you've done for me over the years, <laughs> I don't give two shits if you fucking give it away. I go, that's your money. You raised me. You guys did a great job. And, right on. You man. know, you do whatever you want to do and sail yeah. off into the Good. sunset. Did they enjoy it though before they oh, sold yeah, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves it. They're probably like, "Why didn't you do this before?" <laughs> yeah. So they they sold for they sold for the most in that neighborhood with an unfinished basement. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There's some stupid people out there buying some houses for the way too much money, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just sorry to say, but There's I want like a conspiracy summer. I want to ask Carlito, do you know why I dislike MDF so much and why I prefer Poplar? Yeah. Do you know what the uh, reason is? I I think there's a there's where a couple, it actually started. There's, there's a couple reasons. The nucleus. There's a couple reasons. There's only one. No, no. There's so a I never told you this, obviously. No, but there's a couple. Go I ahead. Think. Let's listen to your theory. Uh, I no, this is what I hear from you. I do listen. One thing is you hate. The blowouts nope. of the nails. Nope. You hate the off-gassing. Nope. <laughs> this is what I picked up. I never told you. And you gotta, hate the swelling. My very first job, I like first sort of major job, I was renovating the basement and part of the first floor. Mm-hmm. And it was that old school house, like 100 years old, going into the basement. It was a, uh, a, a traditional staircase. But the basement part was all closed in with lath and plaster and then they wanted the basement to feel like it's part of the main floor. I started demolishing the wainscoting that was on the section of this old part of the staircase. And it was all original poplar that I was demolishing. And I was taken apart. Yeah. And it was that chair rail. It was that detail. It was all that stuff. That's why I prefer poplar over MDF. Because you don't demolish these days MDF. When you demolish anything of a house that's got some character... It's a poplar that, like a jack, like it's like there was craftsmanship behind it. If it's demolished and, be, and it was built like that 100 years ago, it should be built like that today. You're right. That's why yeah. I'm Man, are you doing all your paneling out of empty, uh, sorry, out of poplar? No, mix. Okay. All the all the panels, it's it's I do uh, MDF, MDF. But then all my rails and styles, I'm doing poplar. Really? I prefer it. 
Wow, that's I expensive, prefer, that's, man. Yeah. Holy no, shit. But I, pre- I prefer, I just don't like the way it cuts in yeah, there. good customers. And it, I was thinking, so I was thinking of this, what he was telling that's you know, just when he started on that. A few years back, I went to go retrofit some doors at uh, Sher- Sherwood Trim at, her, at his sister's house, okay. which was my mother's best friend for 40 odd years. So I went to go, uh, she's actually, she's uh, my mother's godmother to her, to her daughter, whatever, we go back. So I went to go retrofit some doors, do a favor and, you know, have lunch or whatever, a couple beers and whatever. And I'm retrofitting this door and on these old shitty pre-hung frames. I put the door in and it's not closed. It's not closed. And so first I, sti- I, I stick in a piece of wood and I try and... Uh, I try and pull, suck the door in a little yeah. bit to make it close, right? Because, you know, the house is fully painted and she's living there. I'm not trying to do, I'm not there to make magic, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. there to try and make these doors work. And so as I'm doing that, a picture, a picture fell from the wall and had MDF baseboards, nice seven and a quarter inch baseboard. And that picture fell from the wall and took off a chunk of the friggin' MDF baseboard. <laughs> <laughs> about a f- about a foot and a half long and th- about two inches wide of it. The, it took off the whole profile, and then I had to replace the baseboard. And was it painted? Oh yeah, it was painted. Should have called me. I would have auto body filled it for you perfectly. Auto body <laughs> filled it. <laughs> I'm a repairman. And what would have happened if that was a picture frame that dropped on a piece of poplar base? It might have dented. A little maybe. dent. A little bit. A little dent. Might have. <laughs> Now my That's joint, I put picture. MDF in my in my own house just to save a bit of money. I'm of also getting out of this house in a couple of years, and my what I really want to do is uh, I want to move up to like Caledon, Orangeville, and I want to buy something with a bit of land, and I want to build like a three or four car garage in the back and put a little shop back there, and start doing my. I don't want to get into kitchens, but I want to start doing small wall units and stuff, and building these archways in it. Like we did a house a year and a half ago, had sixty. Had sixty paneled archways. Holy cow! It's like a French French chateau kind of look. Yeah, it yeah. had this long hallway, and I think there was twelve archways just in this one hallway. Are you steaming alone. or you're pre-ordering? Oh, I, I make it all myself. How, how so, you're steaming it? What do you mean steaming? The trim for bending it. Oh no, sorry. When I say archway, I mean like uh, like an opening, just straight. Oh, like, so that the casing, the casing's not on it. No, no, no. I so I we order MDF, right? And Got then, it. And then I I cut everything, and then I plunge cut the the squares out of it, and then put the panel mold inside of it. So everything's done one piece, no joints either. Oh, right. So I like I, that. I think I took, I think it took me three days to rip and cut everything wow and then i had two guys two of the boys were putting them together for about a day and a half you know that's i i think that'd be really cool is to have my own shop and go out in the backyard instead of me driving wherever the hell oh, i'm 100%. going you know wake up have a coffee in the morning and say oh, boys come over to the house today you know i make lunch for the guys they're happy I'm that's happy. how gary does it yeah you yeah. haven't you haven't been to his shop no but I've been I follow him so much and his new CNC machine and mm-hmm. he's having a lot of fun, man. Really, eh? Yeah. Well, oh, and he's, he's got a CNC machine. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen like just listening to him speak from a year ago to now getting a, a couple toys. Yeah. You could see how refreshed he is and how mm-hmm. the passion is almost like it's coming back. I never thought it was gone, but yeah. When you get to know somebody and then you see something new in them, like a new spark, mm-hmm. it's amazing what a 3D machine can do to you in, in carpentry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think we want to give Carlito a 3D machine. Eh? Oh, no. It had to be one <laughs> big machine. I just have, I just have, the, I have the image of the, of the Rams logo coming to life, man. 
<laughs> I was going to ask you, Chris, do you drop your head when the clients say, oh, no, no, we're just going to do some sort of MDF crown, uh, coffered ceiling, set up something? Uh, you know what? It does, I, I used to. I've always liked wood crown better or wood coffered ceiling. I hate wood crown. Okay, let me get to my sorry, point. Sorry. It's an Islander show today. Okay. I <laughs> 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 buy it. <laughs> oh, it's the yeah, sharp yeah. edges. It's the sharp edges. You can't get sharp edges with plaster. Yeah, that's true. Or even MDF. You can't get sharp edges. You can get sharp edges with wood. Oh, that's right. I'll let you guys ponder that for a second. <laughs> but are, yeah, I mean, I guess I, on the crown you're okay, but then like other guys are break like painters are breaking the edges with the with this tiny tiny bit, but you, you know, still get some and the paint. Yeah, it, if you break the edge, it holds the paint better too, right? No, you're supposed to break the edge anyway. Yeah. But I'm not saying like extreme sharp. Oh, okay. There's like certain moldings that you can do in wood that you yeah. can't pull off in plaster. Do you like plaster or the styrofoam one better? I personally, because those guys have a big argument. <laughs> yeah, I love the styrofoam. I, you like styrofoam? I'm a styrofoam guy. I'm a plaster guy, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally. Styrofoam. And when I found that there's a couple of guys in the city, their price is almost the same as uh, styrofoam. Yeah, I like styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you just like but Frank. I, I think I, I like the romantic side of the plaster. When it when it's the old podcast, school. yeah, like, it's no, old school. There, there is a there is there's a dirty romantic smell to it. You're right, dirty. Like, no, the only thing I like about it is the is the lime, the lime part of it. Yeah, uh, but my house is all old plaster, and it's, it's falling so, apart because it's it hasn't so, been maintained. It's so damaged and so cracked. It's crazy. So. I don't even want to get into fixing it. But I did want to say, I saw you when you did Veracity's house. Yeah. When you'd built that wall unit. Yvonne. That's right. Got it. Um, <laughs> when you did that wall unit. Yeah. That was like, that was incredible and refreshing to see how rich and thick that was. Oh, you mean the uh, the, the mantle part of That's it? That's right over the fireplace. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That thing was huge. That was beautiful. You got to show him a picture of that. I yeah. appreciate it. How big, like a big fireplace? Well, it, it's more. It was more of. Um, it was a mantle in the middle with two side, like two side pieces, right? But it was all. Everything was all incorporated together. Myers. Uh, floating like floating shelves on top of two boxes with doors and. Yeah, but the stepping like you would appreciate it. So it, it's yeah, the mantle is like, it's almost like a monster step bevel casing, like sixteen. I don't know, 14 to 16 inches wide, something like that. Very Victorian, Ooh. modern. Yeah, a transitional, yeah, right? I so, like it. Yeah. And I, I I, mean, I had the privilege of spraying it right yeah, after you yeah, did yeah. it. And yeah, I, you, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I totally enjoyed it. You it like gave me the, a lot of ideas, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do all that stuff. Yeah, not as good as you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Clients actually think that there's rules. You think there's rules for creating a mantle for a fireplace? Yes. You think there's rules? What are the rules? Guidelines. The, the, I would say there are more guidelines than rules. Uh, yeah, okay. What are the rules that you're talking about? Because right. I'm talking about like proportion-wise and certain things that should be at the side, certain things that should be on the top. That's personal preference. There's also, there's also a certain, like, you know, there's a certain height for mantles. And like, what if you go put in this little tiny fireplace and you're going to have this mantle on top of it that's no, like no, huge, right? Like, you got to work with, you got to roll with the punches. You can't, you can't come in somewhere and say, this has to be like this, this has to be like that. No, and that's it. No, you have to no, be. I agree with you guys. I had to, last year, I had to do a fireplace for a buddy of mine. He has a business and I brought me in. He had a gas fireplace in his house. Mm -hmm. And the gas fireplace was so massive, but not proportioned, that after I finished doing all the detail around it, 
there was no way of being happy with it because it was so. It was just too big. The gas fireplace was just so odd. How much room but it had to have? I, and the I way want it was clients shaped. to understand that these gas fireplace units—they actually come in different sizes. They're not mm-hmm. fixed sizes. Majority of them. So you can get a slightly smaller one. So then you can because you're right. You can't have the mantle to the like or even the depth. So of then them. Shaq can raise his hand, you know, like lean up against <laughs> it, like and it looks comfortable. And that's what I had to deal with. I had to deal with a very high gas fireplace. It's too high because the concrete board had to be there. I I had to you know kind of scab on well, top of the, it. Well, there's the fire code too as well, where you can't have any combustible material yeah. within a certain period, like space, right? Yeah, like Same it came thing. out a great job, but I wasn't happy with it. I'm sure that they were okay with it, but I just wasn't happy with it because I know what I would rather have had, right? Anyway, sorry. I think it's time for. It's time. <laughs> you guys are. You guys, OBC! Uh, you guys it's OBC time. <laughs> it's like. It's What's been, OBC? It's Ontario <laughs> Building Code. Uh. So we're talking to Chris Michelin there from Treasure Trim Inc., treasure trim at gmail.com, and it's on Instagram at treasure unders- treasured underscore trim. OBC, gentlemen, I want to ask you guys a question. Does Take the OBC apply to theaters, stage? I'd have to. Does it apply to theaters, stage? No. Have to. There's weight loads. There's. Uh, to the actual stage or to. Like- modifying any part of a stage for the purpose of a production. Does the OBC get connected involved? Does or disconnected? Modifying the stage of disconnected, an- <laughs> no. Connected, yes. Modifying any stage in a theater performance, does the OBC get involved? Five trap doors. <laughs> it's a yes or no, and then there's a yes. bunch of explanations. No. It's a yes. Every stage theater production has to abide by the OBC rules when they're constructing any sets whatsoever or modifying a stage or modifying any seating areas for the purpose of the stage production. Sure, you got ten chicks dancing around with one uh, guy. I'm but just, is it, is it a different code? Is it a different code? Or? It's the same exact. OB, exact same. So, just to give you an example, as a theater manager, you are obligated to have the basic understanding of the Ontario Building Code. You need to know where to draw the line between what your theater workers can do in the theater and what they should not be doing. Regardless of whether you rent or own the theater, you have to legally responsible for, to comply with the OBC. If you intend to build or renovate a theater or part of a theater, you must comply with the code by using services of an architect and engineer and apply for a building permit. Wow. I never knew this, man. Well, because you're not in a theater. It also it has <laughs> it has to apply for fire code. It has to, yeah, of course. Everything yeah. has to be fire code. So I actually just want to ask you guys one last question here: What is the Ontario Building Code minimum width of theater aisles? It have to it have to be minimum thirty six. Thirty eight now. Thirty eight. Uh, Three feet now. seven inches, guys. Whoa. One thousand one hundred millimeters is the. It cannot be less than that. That's their minimum. Except that the width is permitted to be reduced to not less than 750 millimeters, which is two feet six inches if it's serving not more than 60 seats. I just thought wheelchair accessibility. Well, that's the three feet seven inches, right? Bench seating without arms must be, should they be mounted to the floor or not? Say that again one more time. So a bench seating in a theater without arms, should it be fixed to the floor 
or pla- or not. Oh, fixed for sure. Yeah. You don't want to riot. Yes, it is. Calculate the accommodate uh, one person per. So one person fits in 17 and three quarter inches. That's a bench seat. That's how much space is given to your derriere. For your bum. For your derriere. Wow. That's about it. So I just thought that was really fascinating information, man. I'm going to tell you one more fantasy. Fa- uh, I was going to say fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you one more fantasy. Uh, please don't. Uh, no, I wanted to, have a th- I wanted to <laughs> put in a theater don't. joke there. Like 15 years ago, was one of my buddies uh, ran security for Lion King. And uh, he would bring us in at night so we could bring our girlfriends in and, and kind of go in. At the time, I, that's still my wife, right? Um, so... Anyway, she didn't show up with me, so we're putting on the costumes and shit, right? <laughs> and I'm running around stage. Every, everyone thinks I'm a moron anyways, right? But no one's going to say anything because I'll straight leg them, right? So, uh, so I'm out there dancing in the theater. My buddy's like, hey, bro, put the fucking costumes down. So anyways, he's giving us a tour, and he's like, hey, this is Brian Mulroney's seat, his personal seat. And I go, get the fuck out of here. I hate that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> So I walk over and I fucking fart right in the seat. <laughs> Sorry, I had to share that. It's my theater talk. <laughs> so that's your Lion King Brian Mulroney story? Yeah, I had to, I had to throw that in Zoomer in theater. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's and get here back I am thinking, here's a harmless OBC talk about theaters. Oh, oh, oh buddy, I was so proud when I let that rip in that seat. <laughs> what was uh, the character's name? Pumba? No. Uh, what was I didn't name? know yeah. the characters, but oh. uh, the, the, the the Simba, Simba, Simba that's it, Simba, yeah, Pumba. I, I don't know the character. I was just I was <laughs> making up my pig. own. That was the pig, I think. <laughs> it was the pig. Yeah, the that's pig. what I thought. The wall. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys watched it. <laughs> Parts of it. I, ne- I never saw the Carlito version. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see the Carlito version in a speedo. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, all right. We know that the industry, I guess, is getting harder and harder to get guys. And yeah. you got to eventually pass it on to somebody. I, I, I know you're still young. I'm so. a ways away from yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you having a hard time looking for guys right now? Are you looking for guys? You know what? I was. This this summer past was the the busiest I have ever been. The worst. Busy in what? Like, like calls, phone calls, jobs, and uh, awaiting jobs and... We were we were doing like three three four houses at a time. Whoa! My 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 guy Mike he pretty much did a the majority of a house in Georgetown, a three thousand thirty five hundred square foot bungalow like pretty much by himself. Holy cow! And I was going there on weekends and helping him out, and we were working. We uh, we did, we were nine eight or nine weeks at a thirty five hundred square foot house in uh, at Young and Wilson with just all kinds of details, ceiling design. That's a long time. Yeah, so there, there has to been a lot of detail, eh? A lot of hidden. There was again like five or six hidden doors inside the house, and for uh, for a purpose of a room, or was it uh, just to for hide a closet inside oh, wainscoting, okay. like Got it. like a clo- a nice a little storage closet under the stairs that was hidden into the wainscoting. That's beautiful. All sauce hinges. That one I did. That one I did with cabinet. Hin- I just used cabinet hinges. Yeah. But yeah, so anything anything bigger, anything bigger and taller, we're using we're using sauce hinges and mm-hmm. then a slab door and paneling on top of on top of the door. Yeah. So yeah, but you you need to use sauce hinges. There's. I'd love to be given the opportunity to get one of those houses where you have all those little Batman hidden doors and yeah. stuff like that. Casaloma, bro. That's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> have you had problems with guys? And any age groups? No, Are I, there any particular things that you've hated about some of the employees you've had that you've had to get rid of? You're, or you just 
You just had a good run. I, I, I've been pretty lucky, eh? like, you know. No, that's good to hear. I was hoping for a horror story, but I didn't yeah, Why? Well, Why do you want the horror stories? Not everything's bad. Well, because a well, lot of people... that's pe- what sells, man. You know? Wait, no, 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 it's not what sells. No, I, that's, people always say the good people part of the story. Hear, right? yeah. Oh, the car crashes? No, people want to always give the good story, and they never give the... I think you can learn something from the bad stories. I know, stories. but if he doesn't have any bad... He's I mean, fortunate No, that's enough. fantastic. Yeah. I I had one guy who was uh you know I'm 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 gonna be thirty next month. I had one guy who was in his mid forties. He worked for me for a bit and um, awesome carpenter, awesome. And uh, you know what? He I don't know. He quit. He worked for me for about two three months, and he quit. I don't know if he said he got a union job or whatever. I don't know if he just didn't. Maybe he just didn't like me telling him what to do. I didn't tell him how to do things. I just said, you know, okay, you go do this. Like delegating, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he didn't maybe he didn't like that. Sit with him. I don't know. It's personalities too. Not everybody gets along, man. No, but yeah. you've changed a lot. In the last in yeah. the last three years, I've seen a huge change in you. Yeah. Like you're a lot more mature than you ever have been. And I don't mean to say that in any bad way, yeah. but like Three years ago, you were a little bit more like hanging out with the guys. Yeah. Everything was loosey goosey. Now you're like a boss. Now you're like well, more. You have to. You have to be right. You gotta. Yeah. Like you've changed a lot. Yeah, it's well. You know what? It goes back to the fact that now I'm like I've gotten more experience, not doing trim, but more experience running jobs, and I'm you know and guys exactly, and yeah. I, you know I'm I've learned like I've I've come along a lot uh, a long way in you know being able to delegate work, you know where to send guys, what to do, how to deal with clients, right? It comes from, it comes from practice, right? Yeah. So. I've always said that trim finished carpenters, the ones that I've met, the ones that I've spoken to, you guys are underpaid for the level of work that you're performing. But I don't think that you guys can get paid what you feel that you deserve. I don't mm-hmm. think the clients will warrant that bill. I mean, I, I tell you the truth, I think I'm more on the reasonable side than some guys. I've I've quoted against people, and you know, and some of my some of my builders, their their custom like their their clients have brought in other carpenters to quote against me, and you know they're usually a bit higher than I am, and they they show me that, and I'm like, I have one one of my builders that does that for me quite often, right? And he he shows me something, and I'll be like, how are you charging that? I'm, and I'm like, how are you charging that much? It's dramatically higher. Yeah, dram- really, eh? dramatically. Really. Well, before before I used you, yeah, I had to compare prices. Yeah. And you were the most reasonable and realistic. Yeah. You weren't the cho- you weren't no, the cheapest, but I, you weren't the most expensive. I know that, yeah. But so. you like some like you need to really work hard to make your money. But it's you make it affordable yeah. for someone like me to be able to bring you in to take care of that mm-hmm. so the customer can get something. Yeah. So uh, you know what I mean? You know what? Because some guys are ridiculous. I don't know. I think you gotta be you gotta be reasonable. There's no I don't want to. I don't want to get into like dollar, you know, dollar no, amounts, right? No, it's not. Right? It's not but nickel and diamond. I just find that your trade, and I know that this we happens. are a little undervalued. Yeah, that's say. that's where it is. But I also think that once you're on a job site and you set up your whole arsenal of tool, which is basically everything that you would find in a yeah. tool caddy, right? Yeah. The clients look at it like, you know, since you're here, Chris, is there a way that you can maybe just do this and do that? Yeah. And I now mean, you're like, okay, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be the nice guy. I take the high road, and I'll just do it. But it's to an extra an day. Yeah, to, to an, an extent. extent. I know. But I, they, I mean, a day, a day. I'm char- If it's a day, I'm charging for it. If it's, you know, if it's you. an hour, if it's an hour. Sure. Okay, no problem. You know, 
oh, I bought this door for my basement. Can you hang it on the cold cellar or something so I can keep the, you know? Okay, if, it, if it's hinged and everything and it's ready to go, sure, it's going to take me a half hour, 45 minutes, right? Yeah. If it's like, you know, oh, you're here. Oh, we're doing the paneling down the stairs. You think you could do the bottom hallway of the of the foyer for the basement? <laughs> and it happens, eh? You can see it happens all the time. Yeah. Like we're talking, then we're talking, we're talking three guys working yeah. working six it's, seven hours. It's a full do. day's work. It's like a yeah. scope, right? Yeah, 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 sure. We'll come back tomorrow, and here's the bill. Yeah, yeah. twenty five hundred bucks. No, yeah, I don't know what other <laughs> I don't know what that. other guys are doing, but I'm like. I don't know. I know it's not much, but I'm throwing in, like, I'm trimming the stairs for free, like, putting the shoe mold on the stairs and the attic catch. It's all kind of, you know, stuff like that. Little, little stuff like that. I don't price it, right? But it gives that touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you got any more questions there, oh. sir? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I still got this Lion King Speedo image in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, it, I mean, you're young. Yeah. Are you thinking about pensions? Are you thinking about retirement? Oh, yeah. Are you thinking about your guys' pensions in retirement? Oh yeah. Well, you know what? I I pay I pay their CPP and whatnot. And do you I, motivate them to do more? I do. I, I I tell them if they need any. I mean, I'm you know I'm young. I, I still got I got a guy that I invest like that. I put some money Good away for with. You. Back to your book too, right? My mom my mom's was big on me to do that, right? Good. She she, you know, she's really saving now because she didn't do it at a young age, yep. right? And uh, there's you know, a lot of so people like she that. She got me into it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I put. Since I since I was twenty years old now, I've been putting a bit of money away every you. you know every month five hundred bucks here you know, and that's you know, a lot. Where, like where do you put that? These guys. So I come well, hang on. It. I just I just want to <laughs> I just want to say if you're in your twenties and you're setting aside easily, if you're setting aside like two hundred bucks a month, yeah, you start in your twenties. When you get to your sixties, you're a millionaire. Yeah, you are. That's a fact. Oh wait, hang a second. No, you are. I, I want to tell you something. Go ahead. You know I made really good money when I was young. You already know this story. I had lots of money saved. Bad business partners and business mm -hmm. took a lot of that savings away. Yes, thank God I had that money saved. And I'm talking big numbers I had saved. I've told Benny this. I've started my life three or four times. Now I'm 50. Mm -hmm. I've started my life three or four times in my lifetime. So everything I had saved, I lost in business or business partners or... Well, the point of that saving for retirement is that you'd never touch it, dude. You I know, but you, there. what I'm saying to you is you need to keep that in mind that don't take that money ever out. I, I juggled it and said, oh, I'm going to make that money again. I made that much. I'll make it again. Mm -hmm. I really wish the government would actually set up a separate program for all small businesses oh, as a retirement fund. Well, that's the backbone of Canada. That's what. That's the reason why right? I'm suggesting that is because every country is built off the back of small businesses. I want to ask something. How come people are fine bargaining the small business, you or me or Carlito, yeah. right? They're fine coming to me and saying, "Oh, can you take off a I bit?" Know. You know, but when they go buy their trim at, at wherever they go or wherever they buy whatever, they don't bargain that bit. They don't ask that big company. Nope. Why? Record profits this year and last year. Yeah. And, and the year before that. I, I think. And when they go buy Drake's Owl on a stupid fucking <laughs> beaver canoe sweat hoodie, yeah. they don't bargain. I could put that. I could put that owl on the same twenty dollars sweater or twenty dollars sweater. Buy five hundred dollar Jordans. Yeah. They don't bargain. I I think the problem is, and I've been trying to figure this out too. Yeah. Uh, I've been really trying to find an answer for the exact same question you asked. Did you Google it? No. Uh, I don't believe everything Google says. Um, <laughs> I really believe that they get comfortable because you're in their face and 
you're you're kind of like being polite to them, mm. and they take advantage of that. So they feel like they feel like they can keep taking and taking and taking. I agree. Instead of instead of realizing that the more they take, the less quality goes in, because at some point something's going to suffer. But that shouldn't happen though. So you should actually stop it before they keep on asking for it. Right. Yeah, and you shouldn't, as a tradesperson, go, well, listen, you, you're taking, taking, asking me, asking me. So, you know what? My level is going to drop. No, man. That, you're not, no, that, now you're affecting point, yeah, yeah, I, your brand. So right? why do you think it that is? That is your name. What, yeah. What do I like think? That, to your own question, what do you think <laughs> it is? Well, because I think that the big, they know the big box store. They're not going to give them a bargain. No. They know that me, I might need, I might need this job. If if it gets to the breaking point, I'll be like, okay, I don't need this. You go find somebody else. The box store, they they don't need it. They'll go on and they'll get somebody else to go and fill that money that you're taking away from them. They know that there might be a chance that you or I need this job, and we might say, okay, okay, I'll take off five hundred bucks, right? Here's a question to ask you guys: Do you think clients? When they're looking at estimates, not just not just for your trade, but yeah. all trades, do you think they look at estimates and then look at the person and wonder who's the weaker lamb out of the bunch? Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. yeah. Who can I manipulate or possibly get more freebies during the yeah. course of the job, even though his price might be a little bit higher than the other two guys? But you know what? He's manipulatable, if yeah. that's a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Do you think they do that? Of course. There, there's, there's people, yeah. I just like but, stirring the pot. I mean, for you, it's a little <laughs> bit different. You, you've you been dealing with a couple of people that actually appreciate who you are. Yeah. Well, that's, and you don't have that headache anymore. They well, know that's part your of your cost. business. That's they know part your of cost. your experience, right? They know the exactly, value, so. and they don't fuck with you anymore. Yeah, well, I, I, I most, the majority of my clients are all repeat clients now, and since my boss is passing, uh, I, I a lot of his a lot of his builders called me to to take over because I used to run a crew and do some of their own yeah. houses, right? Yeah. So the majority of people, like the newest person I have, I've probably been working for for like four or five years now. Good for you. Wow. So it's it's really nice like that. I don't you know some of them and they know my prices too. The majority of my my houses they know the price and I'm not even giving them a price until until after. But you know if if I come in and I try to rob them then they're gonna say chris what the heck is this yeah, you know they on? they're keeping me on or I, like i'm honest and they're keeping me honest too right they're checking they're checking it that's like the that second too. hardest thing in this business eh first is getting all the work and staying starting. honest <laughs> <laughs> no and the second is actually securing yourself with certain builders and certain people <laughs> yeah. that will constantly call you and yeah. you you quit pro crow like you're literally you know they're they're helping you you're helping them you're giving them a great job they're looking great in front of their clients and then you're giving them a great fair price yeah Talk about fair prices. What's happening with COVID and materials? They all went up, dude. What's wrong with you? No, I'm going to hear uh, it from his end. I want to <coughs> see what problems he's having. Toothpicks now are about $200 each. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, are, are you having problems finding certain things? Like, uh, There's no shortage. Doors. Doors, you're right. Doors, yeah, doors are bad. Some doors are brutal. Yeah. Doors. doors are brutal. We had uh, we had uh, we had one came damaged uh, for a job we did. It came damaged from from the supplier, and it was dropped off by someone else, and so they weren't going to cover it because they don't know if we did it. I don't know if they, if it was done like that from the supplier, and I reordered the door. It took eight weeks to get a. Uh, it took eight weeks to get a thirty-two by eighty one panel shaker. You could almost just have built it I yourself. I should have no. How but damaged was that door? Bad. Nothing Sorry, two panel is a two panel, but yeah. No potty, f- 
putty? No, 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 it was bad. It was. It looked like it got hit with the forklift, where the joint was from the horizontal, from the rail to the style. It was like it was man. Are you still using that company? Did you walk away from them? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still an ongoing mission. Invest- use, Investigation. I use, yeah, I use all. It's companies. it's not worth it, eh? What's that? Just a take it as a loss. And oh yeah, move yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but eight weeks, and you got to come back and hang that one door. Yeah, that's where you start eating away at your profit. Yeah, yeah I it is it's efficiency. I get it. I totally understand it. But then yeah. the client's waiting as well too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I put the door. I put that door on and left the. Oh, so they can still use that? Yeah, yeah. So until it was ready. Just so you know. Little, little things like that. It's, you know, that goes a long way with people, right? It does. But if like every one of your jobs is doing that and let's say five doors are like, yeah, right, it starts to add up. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But what are you going to ask? I may have a, a house for you when you're ready. Whatever you Orangeville. need. No, no, to buy for yourself. No, is, oh, that, yeah? is that Orangeville or Orangeville? Orangeville. I'll take an A for orange. <laughs> Chris, we got to wrap it up. It's yeah. been great. I know that you're a busy guy, and like we've taken up two hours of your time, man. Oh, I, I enjoy. I wow. really enjoyed this, guys. Yeah, I know this is. This been great. happens every time we hang. If, I know. Yeah. Hey, it feels like I'm just sitting around taking a long lunch break, talking to so and so or whatever. You know? but, but no client, no GC over Except your shoulder. This was, this yeah, was, yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking around to see. Oh, is Buddy walking in? I'm bad. <laughs> and this was a clean conversation compared to what we normally have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for the part of Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Michelin, Treasure Trim Inc., Treasure Trim at gmail.com and on Instagram, treasured underscore trim. We have the 12 questions of construction there. Chris, you ready? All right, fire them off. Let's go. <laughs> What's your favorite construction word? Fuck. What is your least favorite construction word? Chris, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Me guys, and a speedo. Guys like Carlito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what turns you off in construction? Guys like Carlito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? A nice 350 truck or something, you know, raised. What's your least favorite vehicle? Like a stupid smart car, a little yeah. tiny fucking thing. I think has been on that list a lot. Huh? Yeah. What construction sound or noise do you love? The radio. Can't work without it. Wow. Cannot work I've without it. I've never heard that on yet. On Bluetooth or on radio station or on podcast at Construction Life? <laughs> I, yeah, I did podcasts. When I do hardware, when I go to install handles, I listen to a podcast because nobody bothers me. And you know, That's a right. good one, man. No, you need it on the background. Uh, what construction sound or noise do you hate? Ooh. Squeaky hinges. Ooh. Mm. Shouldn't all hinges just be ball bearing? It should be. Shouldn't they? I mean, it's like four or five times the price, but it's it's, but so, it's so worth it. Yeah. So worth I it. personally think they all should be. Not, okay, that's, not that's, up against MDF. That's demand. So worth it. Demand that from now on. Chris, <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to tempt? Stripper. <laughs> I think I'm a little skinny to be a stripper. <laughs> I know, but it's not where the skinny is. Uh, uh, disclaimer. I know. Uh, these, I know newfies. I know a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Other job? Other job? Well, I would have loved to be a pro hockey player. I grew up playing hockey, wow. but after that, a realistic one would have been. I wanted to run a goalie school. I was a. I was a hockey goalie growing up, and that was my second. Yeah, good that was for my you. second wow. thing. What profession would you not like to do? 
accounting, some something sitting there and repetitive all day, same thing, something like that. Final question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, fuck, the Montreal Canadiens just won the cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And, There's a and couple hell, original hell, ones. Hell would be the Leafs won the cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're making friends. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I meant to ask you, are you an air or battery guy? Oh, air, air, but I got the You're battery. too young for air. What do you mean? All what? the young guys are all battery. They're You're all, full of air. I'm telling you the truth. All the young guys are battery. You don't remember what I've been spitting the whole time? Class, uh, old school Portuguese? I, uh, I know. I'm an I, air I guy, used, too. I used the battery to go nail a couple pieces. Yes. One, one of the boys had it today. He had to do 40 feet of shoe mold and a, and a piece of baseboard and then the, and then, and then the hardware, right? I'm not gonna, we're not pulling out the compressor Just for that. Just battery. Yeah, yeah. They're heavy as shit, though. I don't. I yeah. can't stand them. I, don't I, did, I did two rooms of Crown the other day, well, a couple weeks ago, with uh, with the DeWalt nailer. Did you ice the shoulders afterwards? Oh, yeah. Were you doing picture frames? <laughs> with the DeWalt. <laughs> <laughs> this show's always brought to you by DeWalt. Yeah. You know what? They get a lot of love from us. I don't care what you say. I don't know if they get a lot of love. That's love. <laughs> bad, bad publicity is good publicity. Really? That's kind of, I would say, uh, Chris Brown love. Hey, li- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen. For the record... I use DeWalt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, were you going to say something, Chris? Or no? uh, I was just going to say, talking to DeWalt, my, my next table saw is I'm buying the saw stop one. It's a good mo. Yeah, I, it's why? Good. I like my fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and you know what, though? It's also a good saw. Yeah, but the only thing I like, I love the DeWalt one because it does 32 and a half. That's so when big. I build, when I do cabinets, Instead of me having to cut it all in the miter saw or track saw, I set it because your cabinets are thirty-two. Yeah, yeah with the I know. Kick, it's true. Set it, and then everything is the exact same. It's not, you know, did I fuck around on the? But miter there's like e- four or five models, so I know that there's a job site one, but there's a step up from the my, job site. My job site one does it, and no, no, the saw hey, stop one. Oh, the saw stop. Yeah, but I need a job site one. I I can't be hauling one of those big things around. When I was working for Manny, he wanted to kill me. We were doing, I was, we were doing a staircase out front. And the fucking moisture kept getting in there, and it kept popping. Remember, Pop. that was we the Bosch one. Yeah, we had to put the we had to keep replacing because it was wet and frozen out, right? The the table saw. Your yeah, yeah. yeah. And just there, there's the, is just a cartridge. Saw stuff mm. is like a clamp, like a caliper. Oh, like, so it's different. Yeah, yeah. Then you could buy. You used to be able to buy the saw stop to put it onto another table saw or something. I don't know about that. I, I thought I thought it was all patented, and then they yeah, sued Bosch. Somebody, and somebody, I don't know. Someone cut their finger using the cartridge or something. No, that's I, bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. No, it def- I can't believe how fast they drop. And like, plus, you just change the cartridge instead yeah. of having to change the yeah. entire blade. You don't lose no, the blade. No, I like that. But you got to have a couple extra. That's what I learned from it. Right, you got to yeah. always do that. All right. I think are you any more questions there, bro? No, we'll bring them back. Of course, well, we'll check on you in a year. All right, I love it. Well, it's a great show, man. Thanks so much. Great Appreciate to finally it. meet you, bro. Yeah, thanks I for having me. I had a lot of me. fun. Carlito, let's get us out of here, man. <laughs> Chris, thanks again so much, man. Everyone, check out his Instagram page and reach out if he's got you guys got any questions. Reach out to him, man. So, uh, email is treasuretrim at gmail.com. Instagram is treasured underscore trim. That's it. Thank you so much, man. I like trim shows. Trim shows are great. You can never go wrong with trim, especially after a few days of Valentine. <laughs> do, you, do you ever stop? No. <laughs> Straight out of Oakville. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Speedos. 